In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
Welcome to your Tuesday. It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I'm Ryan Bailey, and like I said, this is Tuesday. I'm uh, doing this much earlier than I usually uh, record because I've already recorded a majority of this because we're finally at the day where I get to recap a movie with one of my favorite people, Annabelle DeSisto from Adderalls and Compliments. If you don't know her podcast, you should go check it out. Go subscribe. Go leave a nice review. All of that stuff we do for our friends here on this podcast. Um, but I have been talking about this. For the last couple of weeks, because we recorded the first part a couple weeks ago. It was like the day when Andy announced that he had another child. And because you'll hear, I think the moment, I'm going to split this up into a couple of different parts because it is so long. It is the longest podcast I've ever done with a single person. I think when all, I think it's like five hours. So I was going to do two parts, but now I might do three parts because it's a lot. And we got a big week too, because I got to do the Summer House recap as well. So here's what I'm thinking. We're going to do a good two-hour chunk today. I'm going to do a Summer House recap on uh, Wednesday and then put the two more hours up. And then we'll figure it out. But the thing is, I want you to just have a good time. I think I say this at the beginning of the pod with Annabelle. This is for adult ears, okay? This is is R-rated. This is NC-17. We talk. We're friends. We've been friends for years now, so we talk like two friends. And that is filthy, you guys. We are filthy, filthy friends and people. But uh, if you don't know, we have been recapping these movies over the last couple of years. So we did the Twilight series. We did Fifty Shades of Grey. We did every. I mean, which I both just hated and I don't want to spoil anything, but Coyote Ugly is our one today. And I, it was a little different for me. I had a different experience than those other films. We also recap movies on hers as well. I think we did Geely over there. We did the, um, uh, Halloween movie, Urban Legends, which was, oh my God, Jared Leto 
as weird as he is, doesn't even take credit. Like he doesn't even admit to being in that movie anymore. Like he was asked about it in an interview last year and he was like, I have no idea what you're referring to. <laughs> I was like, wow, for a weirdo like that to just even completely disavow your movie is that says something. So there's plenty of these and there's a whole list of movies that we have to choose from if you want to keep hearing these uh, because it's a blast. It's a, the, the thing, the problem with podcasting with Annabelle for me is that I, we just go off. Like we just keep talking and I have a good time. So it's, it's like when you hang out with a friend and you just keep going. Like you just, like I literally had to cut it off when we recorded the first part because it was like, oh shit, it's like three hours and we still, we're only like halfway through the movie. And I had, I had something, I had a life to lead, which I know is shocking to everybody. And so then, uh, I went through like a depression, sick, you know, all the shit I usually do. And finally we got to, uh, record the final part yesterday and I thought, okay, yeah, then this part will be only an hour. And we ended up going, of course, two hours. So it's just never, it's never quick with me. Hey, all right. Yeah, that's not true, actually. Um, real quick, I want to do a couple Bravo pieces of news because we have the Bravo upfronts today, which is very exciting. I saw some video of the event and they really, Andy really put on a show. There were dancers and bright lights and they talked about BravoCon and all of the, the shows. We'll have more information for you guys on that on Wednesday, I'm sure. Uh, but it, it looked just huge. I mean, I think they were at Carnegie Hall. Or, yeah, I mean, just like something amazing. And I was like, Andy really put his ass into it, man. Like, that looked awesome. Also, did you see Andy and John Mayer had dinner together on Saturday night? Those guys are like bud buds. And I like that, like, I like that Andy, like, Andy really seems like he can do it all. Like, he has a new child, but he's still out on the town. Like, I would be like, can we just order in? But I like that he's like, no, let's go out. Like, I, there, there's something interesting in that for me. And I think that might be why he's a star and I'm not. Because I would do the, can we order Chinese food kind of, which Chinese food kind of sounds good, actually. Um, so we'll have more information on that. But we also had big news this Monday morning. Southern Charm is back, you guys, on June 23rd. Very exciting. Uh, I just opened up to Instagram to find out the information. And Catherine Dennis who of course is coming back. She follows me and I always check her specifically because I make fun of Austin so much that I'm always waiting for the unfollow with her. And it looks like we're, we're we passed another day. Uh, <laughs> so everybody's back. If you see the trailer, um, if you notice the picture in the trailer, there's a couple differences. So Madison, Madison's in the trailer, but she's not in the cast photo. Madison is a friend of this season. Uh, I know Bravo and Cocktail said she was demoted. What I'm hearing is that she wasn't demoted. She just didn't accept the initial contract because she was getting married or getting engaged, has a son and kind of been there, done that. And then I heard she was talked into coming back as a friend of. I could be wrong. Also, in this Southern Charm trailer, we see Naomi's back and Craig admits that they recently slept together. So then Paige, we see Paige in there. It is just, it's exciting. Um, so June 23rd, we'll see. It is interesting. Southern Charm was one of those shows that I thought the girls were kind of taking over. And I mean that in a great way. Remember like a couple seasons ago, they just had a, such a good team of girls like Naomi and like and then a lot of people left. And I, it now kind of seems like a boys squad. And I think I liked it more with 
the females kind of in charge. I like that that power dynamic shift. And I think in Charleston, especially, that kind of gave it another flair. So hopefully we can we can bring it back to that of some sort, but it doesn't look like that from the preview. Of course, we start um, what week 80 billion of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. I already watched some testimony today. And then I was like, I just, every time I try to get into this, it's not completely my thing. I think we're talking to the talk of shame this week about it later in the week, or maybe that'll be for next week. I think it's going to be for next week, but I'll talk to her this week. Um, so let me know if you have any questions you want to know about that. Uh, what else? Billboard Music Awards. We got to talk. I, I We got to. Oh, oh, my. Sorry. My TikTok just went off. By the way, I'm on TikTok. So bad. It's good with Ryan B. I have no clue what I'm doing as usual. Cara Delevingne, you guys, she needs to be stopped. If you don't know Cara Delevingne, she is a model slash like somebody that tried to get into acting. Now, I've always said for years now that I think I do not like her as an actor. I just don't. I'm sorry. Sue me. I don't like it. I don't like her. And but I always say on this podcast too, Cara Delevingne, she is a uh, like an uber lesbian in the sense that like. Dude, I would not trust my my girl around Cara Delevingne. Like, she seems like she could, like, charm any girl. Like, she's just one of those people that seems like she's potentially been with a lot of ladies, which is no fault. Like, that's, that's, I, I'm all for that. But now, the last couple of months, it seems like it's taken, like, when you see her, she just seems Adderalled out, allegedly, or whatever gets you so hyper. And she's now friends with Megan the Stallion. And if you watch the Billboard Music Awards, she was sitting next to Megan and on the red carpet, she was just like popping out like a little monster. She'd be like, Eeh! it's like, mommy, mommy, there's a Cara Delevingne under my bed. Help me come quick. And it was just really upsetting because I like Megan the Stallion. But now it's one of those things we talk about in pop culture where you, you know, it's like when Austin gets involved, you're like, well, now I kind of rethink my opinion on this other person. If you're hanging out with Austin or if, by the way, I don't mean that in regards to Ariana. And anyways, you know what I'm saying? It's like, now I'm like rethinking if I like Megan the Stallion now, that's how much I dislike Cara Delevingne. And the upsetting thing is Cara Delevingne is in the next season of Only Murders in the Building, the Steve Martin, Selena Gomez, Martin Short show on Hulu. Loved the first season. And she's going to be in the second season. And I'm like, fuck. First off, don't like her. Second off, think she's a horrible actor. I don't think, you know, it's like already I can tell she's probably going to be the murderer or she's going to be overacting so hard that you're going to think she's the murderer, which maybe that's why they cast her. You're like, oh, we need somebody that people will think automatically she's a murderer because she's overacting. Are you guys following me? And... The other thing that I don't like is that she's also good friends with Selena Gomez. Now, one of uh, my good friends, that uh, Marissa, who loves the show, I know is a big Selena Gomez head. But Marissa, I got to tell you, I don't like I don't like the Selena Cara relationship. I don't, you know, it makes me think less of Selena. I got to say, Cara needs to be stopped. She needs to chill. And I believe the internet agree. <laughs> the internet as a whole agrees with me. So I always get curious of like Megan the Stallion opens Twitter and is like, damn, like, Hey Kara, you know what? I'm going to be busy tonight. Uh, yeah, busy, busy all this week. Yeah. You know what? Let's, let's KIT. Let's, uh, let's touch back in a month and maybe we'll, we'll see a movie or something. Yeah. I think we're going to put a pause on going to award shows together. It just, um, yeah, I'm not feeling, I might have COVID. I don't know. Yeah. Not feeling good. Okay. Take care. Like it's just, she's got to calm down. Like I always wonder these people that we know their names, do their management reach out and go, Hey, um, 
Got word you were acting like an asshole again on the uh, red carpet of the Billboard Music Awards. Could you chill? We're trying to get you work over here. It really is interesting how some people just don't seem to give a rip. I read today somebody was like, is this the female um, uh, Ezra Miller? Ezra Miller's non-binary, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it has a similar frantic energy. Um I don't think Kara's been arrested yet, uh, but it, it, it just it concerns me, and I wanted to talk it out with you guys. Also, uh, we talked about Jax more uh, on yesterday's show, but uh, a couple of updates on that, because I had asked if... Remember, I had said uh, Jax unfollowed Schwartz a long time ago when Schwartz revealed Cruz Couchy's baby name before, you know, <laughs> you know, oh, damn you, and so Jax unfollowed Schwartz then. And I said, because... Somebody said, oh, he unfollowed Schwartz recently, too. And I was like, oh, he refollowed Schwartz? Or is this the same block from <laughs> from the, the uh, sorry, I was just listening to myself speak. And there's always that one moment every show where you're like, Jesus, dude, you're an, you're, you're an older man, dude. Let's not. Why are you doing this to yourself? This is this is embarrassing. Oh, damn it. My TikTok goes off again. Okay. But basically, I got the info is that. He unfollowed Schwartz a long time ago, okay, after the cruise thing. Then he re-followed Schwartz, okay? And then he just unfollowed Schwartz again. So it is what I initially thought is this man is still unhinged. And so I guess everybody is mad at Jax. Jax is mad at everybody. And we're back right in that position of Britney, of Britney you know, kind of being this middleman that everybody loves Britney. Everybody loves Britney. I've never heard somebody say a bad thing about Britney that knows her personally. Like, honestly, uh, we've seen some moments on the show that I've kind of disliked her about, but we've never. So I'm like, how? I wonder what goes through Britney's mind because she has to be that filter of these people and Jax and then having to stay at home and hear Jax bitch about these people. And it's like, Jax, this has got to be so lonely and isolating. Like, can't you just give in and actually truly go to church and truly believe in these things that you always prophesize on your Instagram stories. Like it's gotta be so much easier than carrying this much hate around in your heart. I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, and finally for Southern California residents, I know we had a scary, uh, night last night. There was uh, an earthquake in Santa Barbara. Uh, we are now getting word that, uh, Courtney and Travis tried butt stuff for the first time, uh, to consummate their marriage. And uh, I know it was like, it was, it was tough for a lot of people out there and, and, uh, we're all safe now. Uh, everything has been secured and we are back to a beautiful day in Southern California. So congrats to the newly married couple. Also, Kim Kardashian was on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition and she's still wearing those stupid gloves. Like, we get it. You love the gloves, Kim. We get it. That's your style. I love gloves. I love gloves. Kanye didn't tell me. I made I did the gloves myself. I did the gloves myself. Um, also, at this time, it's like she looks great. She looks great. Okay, yeah, like... Looking great, it's starting to become weird because I don't even care. She looks great. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, cool. That's your job. Look great. Like, I don't even, I didn't even have a visceral reaction to it. I was like, yeah, okay. Do you, do you understand? Like, it's gotten to that point where I don't care. It's like, yeah, that's, yeah, you look good. You know, like, you know, those kind of people, men or women that you see in your jaw drops, it's like the first time you've seen them or something or just like, wow, like we've now seen her a billion times. I'm I mean, probably at least a million in our lives. And I had no reaction. My only reaction was like, yo, like you couldn't have given this to somebody else. 
You're doing too much. You're like Lisa Rinna in an Instagram comment section. You need to chill out. Please, Kim, give it to somebody else. Give it to a new beautiful girl. Please, please, I beg of you, take a break. Too much. You remember the law? Remember the baby bar? Let's try to get to the real bar, okay? You guys, are you ready to start a journey? A journey of sight and sound, a journey about a, a movie released in the year 2000 called Coyote Ugly. We were so innocent back then. I had never seen Coyote Ugly until we watched it, and I got it. I'm excited to share my thoughts. Remember, this goes everywhere. We jibber jabber a lot, just uh, tease each other in this first uh, first hour. I think we get to it eventually. Uh, but uh, tell me, I, I don't know. I just have a a great time with Annabelle always. And I think you're going to have a lot of laughs and a lot of fun, especially if you are aware of this movie, which I think everybody is. Um, also, uh, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey is on YouTube now. Please go follow the YouTube. Go like the video, have it on in the background, whatever. I know Medita is going to be releasing more videos this week, which is exciting. I uh, just released a Patreon episode this morning and more to come this week. So we are all systems go over here. Uh, thank you so much for all of your support. I hope you're having a good start to your week. And without further ado, I'm going to play the preview to Coyote Ugly, and then we're going to get right into the show, okay? And remember, these are long episodes. So these are always going to be here. Listen to you. Listen to them at your leisure. Listen to them whenever you want to. They are here for your enjoyment. But remember, these are adult themes and topics. Please don't have kids listen to them unless they're cool kids. Hey, I'm the parent. You're the child running away to live by yourself. I should be telling you how to live. How should I live? Simple. Don't go. Good luck. There, I said it. Love you. Put some pepper spray in your purse. Even if you're not sure, just start spraying. Tell me that isn't yours. Of course not. It's a two-bedroom. I heard that uh, there might be a job opening. You start Friday night. You're giving me a job? Ugly. Why would you name your bar that? Because Cheers was taken. That's Rachel. You can take some lessons from her. She just cut some guy's ponytail off. I'd like you to meet my new bartender. Um, Violet. Jersey. It's just to get you started, okay? No problem. Anyone staring my ass for half an hour, so I'm gonna say good night. Just for the record, I was only staring at the first 15 minutes. <laughs> is this a church meeting or is this a bar? Make some noise! So I'm a coyote? Five nights a week. Now shake it! Okay, give me a glass of water. You ain't got water in this bar! This is the greatest party I've ever been to! You're unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, today is a momentous day. You guys have been asking for this for a long time. 
Uh, I am the worst scheduler in the world, uh, but we we did a series of shows and uh, we covered really horrible movies or I guess some of you guys like these movies, but I they're just horrible that we did the Twilight franchise. We did the uh, sex. No, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, that that tame little S&M series. They made three movies out of that shit thing. We did Geely. We've done a lot of really bad movies. Um, and I always do my bad movies with only one person. And I'm going to give you a list of the string of movies that we we had to choose from. And, and we'll be probably doing more of these. So I'm going to get I'm going to let you guys in on the creative process. But let's just get into it because these are always long. So buckle in, you guys grab a soda or a drink or whatever. I don't know when you're listening to this or where, but just enjoy. Also, I want to say right off top. These usually I can't predict. I don't think today will, but these can be dirty. These can be uh, we can talk about sexual situations. I know my guest loves to make love. I know uh, there are certain things. So this could get this could be very uh, uh, rated R and C 17. So I wanted to let you guys know that if that is not your thing, please turn this off. Now you're not harming me or her by doing that. I just want to make sure you're not offended. Uh, but for the rest of the people that want to stay, get goofy, get wild. Uh, we're going to, we're going to talk about an iconic movie today. And of course, the only person I can talk with, uh, talk to about iconic movies is the one and only from the podcast Adderall and compliments, Annabelle DeSisto. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Mr. Bailey. Oh, see what she's doing. That's a, a Fifty Shades of Grey because it said, hi, Mr. Grey. And then they got into the red room and bone. And, and stuff. It, she just like she just copied it from this movie of Mr. O'Donnell. So it's just Mr. Oh, even- yeah, Mr. O'Donnell. Wait, what shall we get? The movie we are covering today is the 2000 from the year 2000. All you kids listening, there was a there was a year called 2000. It's a movie called Coyote Ugly. Um, and I've got to say, right. Wait, but by the way, before we get to this, this is ridiculous. I see Annabelle right now. She has a can of diet Coke and she, ha- she's had it pressed up against her cheeks for this entire five minutes that I've been talking. Are, did you just get plastic surgery? What's happening? I keep, well, number one, thank you for even thinking that. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, no, I'm rolling this diet Coke can over my face. Like I'm Sutton with like her little like rolling I'll say, stick. I'll say, I'll say, I need to, I need to get these puffiness uh, from my bags underneath my eyes. It's super hot in my room and I'm afraid to turn on the air conditioning because of like the sound. And so my face is like Jax Taylor level red, like before we started this. And then you use the most, one of the most offensive terms oh, like that. I don't even know how it's still allowed to be the said big secret, in 2022. The big, secret, the big secret with Annabelle is that Annabelle wants everyone to believe she has sex, but in reality, she makes love. She's one oh. of the, she love. she will not, she's not one of those people that just gives it away. She will wait until she's making love with someone. Oh, I'd rather be an incel than have to do like the ML word. Like if it's Listen. between like, I'll truth, just join the rest of my incels on Reddit. We'll be Truth fine. to power. Truth to power. Find me um, on 4chan. Well, I do need to remind people of Annabelle's history is that in college, <laughs> uh, she would make love with her boyfriend and she, you know, she would didn't want to. So she would make him put on the TV show Greek and let him do things to her while she watched the TV show. Is that correct? I mean, put the family in ABC family. Which, like, that, was, which, that was an ABC family. Did you ever think that? Did you, did you ever think that you were living a more um, promiscuous life than the people on ABC Family's Greek? 
I mean, that's it, the sad thing is they were so much cooler than me. They were li- like, that's like what I looked at as like my fantasy, like college experience. Like it wasn't as much fun in like community college as like they had it. Cause like community colleges don't have sororities, which I was like, once I realized that I was like, why the fuck am I here? Like, that's all I wanted. <laughs> wait, all I wait, was wanted you- to do. Did you go to community college and try to rush and then found out once you enrolled that there was no sororities in community college? I was like, wait, but no, I'll like pay to have friends. Like I'm not about, that's what I've been trying to do my entire life. Like I just want to pay to have like a group of people. Like, like I loved, you know, I like Ryan knows this personally, you know, I love forced activities because normally I'm the one who's forcing the activities on people. I loved coordinated outfits, costumes, themes, like craft days. Um, uh, it's almost it's almost too much. Too many things are coming to my mind right now because she's so right. Remember, we left Annabelle off where she now lives in like the jungle or like the, the <laughs> western area of. Don't she has, live here. I'm... She has she has a bunch of horses and she does archery and she has costumes. She's literally like an Avenger. But like, where do you you live? What what is it? North Dakota. I'm like the Piedmont, lame one. I'm I'm the lame I'm the lame Avenger. I'm Hawkeye. Like he's the most useless oh, Avenger. Jeremy Renner. Ugh. I don't even have an app. That's what Silicon Valley should have like, should go back to working on. Did you ever have the Jeremy Renner app? I learned about it too late. The Jeremy Renner app came out a couple of years ago, you guys. And it was like, he, he, he made a social media app where cool people could meet cool people. And it lasted about like two weeks because people just made like (laughs) as much shit of it as they could, because it was ridiculous. And people would just go on going, this app's going to change my life. And they were told, and Jeremy didn't get it at first that everybody was trolling him, but Jeremy Renner, I actually talked about this in the second ever episode of so bad. It's good where there was a Jeremy Renner, like Jeremy Renner would post things like he was at his like snow cabin in Aspen and he went outside and the snow was falling and he selfied himself like video selfied himself where he was like, hope everybody can have a great weekend. (laughs) <laughs> you know I am. He goes, I know I am. And then he looks at the snow and he shakes his head. And I was like, what kind of asshole? Like, <laughs> like what could I, I mean? Like, honestly, like if I ever did something that serious, I mean, like that was wild. And I was like, you think everybody loves you, you know? I mean, you would never post content like that ever. No, I would post. I mean, I, I post very, you know, silly stuff. You know, I, I drank a, Whole can I drink a whole bottle of BLK water yesterday on TikTok because I was trying to, you know, do what the kids are doing and I'm still sick from it. Oh my God. The only place I've ever seen BLK water being sold is like at TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx. Maxx, How they have like, you know, like the the area they have like while you're waiting in line. And that's when they have like all that kind of like knockoff candy that's like old, like kettle corn and like all these like, like companies you've never even like heard of before. And then it's like, like mugs it says like i run on coffee and jesus and then it's like beverages like that and i'm just like no i don't, like there's like one thing like that my water should never when i say like hell no h2o in general especially hell, hey hey do we serve water at this podcast <laughs> hell no h2o that's a coyote ugly joke you guys uh, you guys know probably. that's why i have my diet coke not like my, not my smart water, not my, Wait, but just Dave, remind people where are you Pete staying Davidson water? Where have you been staying over the pandemic? Cause you're staying near your family, I believe. Correct. Yes. I've been staying in the thriving metropolis of Aiken, South Carolina, which is two hours away from Charleston. Like this is, and don't, do you, have you visited Charleston since things have started loosening up? Um, no, I, like, why would you not Charleston visit Charleston? 
I visited Charleston like a few times, like before this, like before the pandemic, like when I was really into Southern charm and yeah. like, we'll do like a Patreon episode about it. Cause like, I can't say public or like on a regular thing, yeah. but like, I will say I saw, I saw the most cocaine in Charleston than I ever saw in LA. Wait, are you admitting that you made love with Whitney from Southern Charm, Patricia's son? Oh, no, I wish. Oh, he's <laughs> so gross to me. Wait, I do no, want to point I out. I wish I'd I had sex with Michael the butler. Oh, actually, oh, that's oh, not that's, oh, he's like in he's, retirement. He's in, oh no, yeah. he's like in retirement. They really they, they like he hurt his back and he was almost paralyzed, and then they kind of shipped him off to this, you know, it it was weird. And it was like they did a soft launch of Michael in this retirement community because Patricia would post like Say goodbye to Michael, y'all. He did good. And like, it was like, he, he looked sad in his chair. He looked like, super sad. Like she yeah. did like, I feel like the butler equivalent of like, he's going to live on a farm, you know? Exactly. And like, like, I like, feel like she but, put know, him in a, in a like home with very poor lighting, like the cheapest, like the, like cheapest assisted living home. Like she, I sent, feel like she yeah. did not We sent your dog him. to a farm where it has plenty of space to roam, you know? Exactly. That's like, that's where Michael is. I, I fear wherever he is there, he's like, they're going to old yeller him. And I hate to say this, but don't you always get the feeling with Patricia too? And I do like Patricia in certain ways, but it, you kind of, I kind of get the feeling she might be that type of person that is secretly mad at Michael for hurting himself. Like how dare oh, you yeah. leave oh, I think How she dare has- you leave us? I absolutely think she has resentment. I mean, he made the perfect martini. She, like he was the yeah, like perfect she... driver for her car. Now, granted, I am not like I went to Patricia's like book signing in New York like four years ago. So it's like I'm not like anti Patricia. Like I just um, I, no, I said like, I like Patricia. I just... to, well, by um, the way, can we normalize people like also being like weird and like having weird emotional attachment? Like, I mean, like not everybody's going to be perfect across the board at all. Like, you know, like I like Patricia and I can still say she seems like the type of person that is potentially mad at Michael for hurting himself because he fed into all of her bullshit. She, you know, you know, he Michael and, and she'd be like, ma'am, is it is it is it five? Is it time for a cocktail? Like they had like a little whole like. Uh, they, they had a little fantasy land going over there, you know? I feel like that was, um, well, you'll appreciate this because you're a bad boy fan. Um, like, I feel like that was like her Alfred. Like, that was like her Michael Caine. Oh. Um, like, wait, are you saying Patricia's possibly Batman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like no, cooler. I, do you think on the new season With of more Southern Charm? Do you think on the new season of Southern Charm, they're going to, um, they're going to train a new butler? Like, do you think there's going to be a Michael Jr. <laughs> like a butler off? <laughs> like, yeah, like, you know. I, just, um, I I mean, anything, any any different spinoff they could do. Like, I like Southern Charm, I think, is something that, like, should not, like, should not come back. Like, it's just gotten darker and sadder. See, and that's where I start to really enjoy things when it gets really, I'm like, this could be. Really, Craig. Craig said he's like not. He's off Adderall now. After which is one of your favorite. Used to be one of your favorite things, Adderall and compliments. But Craig said he's off Adderall, and I'm like, call me when you're back on it, man. Like I want. Like that's the that's the good stuff. Yeah, like, reality I'm, shows. Like I'm sorry, you're off of medicine. Like doctors make medicine. It's sold in stores because it's good for you. They don't just sell things at pharmacies that don't make you better. So. Sorry, okay, we'll he's get- become like some like Christian scientist who doesn't believe in medication. We'll get this shit. I mentioned this on the podcast for the first time a couple I'm weeks so ago. Red. <laughs> I'm no, like, you're not. 
No, you're not at all. At least I don't have to worry because uh, baddies who are listening to this, um, like baddies and kittens, I don't have to worry about what I look like on the camera because I know Ryan is just looking at himself on the Zoom camera. So like, I, it I can take matter. you. I'm not. I am looking at you. Ryan, do I not. Looking. I swear to God, if you take oh, yeah. a picture of this, she again. got mad when I posted a picture of her during a podcast one time, and she was like, "You take that down." And I was like, "I don't see. I just don't have. I don't. It was just fun. I don't. I mean, it's not. I don't, anyway, it's complicated how I view myself and other people. Like I. I would hate that if it was me too. But then when I do it to somebody else, I'm like, why does that matter? Like my mom about the last time when Ryan saw me, (laughs) do you know the person who did your makeup? Guys, I'm raising my hand guys. The (laughs) reason no, she came out to LA to go to a podcast taping and we got to Wasn't see each other. Oh yeah, it was. We're beyond the blinds. And we got to we got to actually see each other and she had glam, you guys. She had glam get her ready two days in a row and it was just like I was like in my underwear basically and like my 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 pandemic basketball shorts or whatever, you know, and she's fully in glam. It's honestly that is not you because put I put so was much like, pressure I- on yourself. You're going to like you put so much pressure on yourself. Okay, I want to be clear. This was like not to go see you in your underwear. That is like not what. No, I no, I didn't. I didn't. No, 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 no. I didn't. No, no, no. I literally. I didn't, I, I didn't mean you put glam on for me. I meant you had glam. Oh no, on Jeff for this was like, why yeah. did you have like makeup on for Ryan? I was like, I don't have it on for Ryan. I have it on for the world because I have like, I did not have like makeup here. Like I just, I just, <laughs> like, I, uh, and I was regard, like, regardless. So I'm anyway, saying- it was just, it was very funny, guys. That. When I went there, now it was like a darker look. Like Spencer decided to have like, you know, more creative license. But like Jeff told me the makeup looked horrible. And I was like, okay, well, like whatever. Like Jeff like is like not one to give compliments. Like that's like not his thing. But like going to Ryan, who's like the most like supportive, like gentle, you know, like podcast care bearer. And like within an hour of being there, it's like, did you know the person who did your no, makeup? No, see, I kind was, I like- was, I was, I was trying to make her laugh. And also, Annabelle had brought over a really, like, an extremely shitty bottle of tequila. Like, I mean, like, I mean, really shitty bottle of tequila. And like, we really, doing, really bad. Both, I had no I mean, idea. I remember it was that doing bad. like three shots in a row, and it was, it, I, it was, it was insane. So I was doing that as a joke to make make her laugh. And it, it did. It really stuck with it her. Now she me, has horrible insecurity about it. It did now, make me laugh. Um, and like, you said it's like Julia Fox makeup. And the thing is, it really like it really did. Like, yes, it was great. Whether, yeah, but um, okay. So I don't want to get too Ryan not on podcasts, but like do. in real life, he's like actually pretty funny. It normally it isn't recorded. It doesn't. But. It doesn't translate. Also, I want to point out to people: I am in my bed. I have a TV tray that's sitting over my lap with my computer on it. And cause I knew this was going to be long. So I was just like, why not just relax instead of sitting up the whole time? Can you hear me? Okay. Like, yeah, dude, it's a new, okay. Well, it's like a new room. So I didn't know. Well, you're, you're speaking through a metal diet Coke can. So can you hear me? Okay. Uh, I know. Like, I sound like who, one of the people uh, who smoked, like no, who are in sound, that commercial. You sound like Stephen Hawking. Like, how are you doing? The universe is brilliant. And full of <laughs> the fact stars. that Stephen Hawking got like, like, 
like Dude, had like Stephen more Hawking, action than I did. Like Stephen Hawking, like, it came out he was like he was had real grabby hands, even though he couldn't use his hands that well. But like he like hooked up with a lot of ladies. Like he didn't let that wheelchair and the ALS get him down at all. I mean, if like, I how does that even work? Like, how do you? If I could hook up with somebody and like and sit down at the same time, like yeah. Dude, that's, that's my dream. Dark, dude, that's my darkest thoughts ever is when I'm really insecure about my big legs. I'll be like, I sure wish I would could be in a wheelchair sometimes. Like, you know, like because I feel like the upper part of me is I, I, I have like real weird body dysmorphia. And sometimes I'm like, oh, man, if I could just be sitting, I think I would be much more relaxed, you know? What if I'm like, I think your like legs are your best feature. I like think honestly, you're kind of like a reverse mermaid where like the bottom part of you is the best. <laughs> yeah, that's no, I've always been called a reverse mermaid. That's funny. That's funny <laughs> that you say that. Yeah, it's funny. Interesting. Um, okay, you guys, so we're gonna Ryan, a hundred percent of you is amazing. Oh, you didn't need to say that at all. Um, I do want to tell you guys, I want to give you so we want to do these movie ones a lot more, and uh we've been talking about this forever and we've done so many movie ones which you can go find on my podcast and annabelle's podcast and if you have if you're new to the show go and listen these are really really fun crazy episodes because these are really bad movies now i want to you know there was a list if you go to the so bad it's good facebook group there was a post i made where everybody was giving things that we should cover and here is a list uh of the so bad it's good facebook group that they gave us that we chose from final destination Showgirls, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Marry Me, Coyote Ugly, Old, which is that M. Night Shyamalan movie, Color of Night, which is a Bruce Willis erotic thriller, <laughs> Turtles on De- Disney Plus, 10 Things I Hate About You, Mannequin, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, Battlefield Earth, Magic Mike, Burlesque, A Walk to Remember, The Notebook, Tiptoes, which is about where Gary Gary Oldman plays a little person. And I'm not joking. Matthew McConaughey and Gary Oldman are brothers and Gary Oldman plays a little person and it's called Tiptoes. It actually is a real life movie that never should have been made. Midsommar, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Fatal Attraction, Basic Instinct, Body Double, Mommy Dearest, the HBO show Gigolos. Like these were all things that we had to choose from. And I said, Annabelle, what do you want to do? Like, just, just pick one. That's a real Sophie's choice. Like, how, how, how do you pick? Okay, well, (laughs) my thing is, you know, you want to look for a movie that is like, oh, no, I don't want to watch that. Like, that's always my first sign of like a good movie to talk about is one that you don't want to watch. Like, there was no part of me that wanted to watch the Twilight. Like, once I got into the Twilight, I was like, oh, these are going to keep being bad. And then this, the Fifty Shades of Grey made Twilight look like Citizen Kane. Like, it made it look like <laughs> Twilight was the best movie series ever made. Because Fifty Shades of Grey, you guys, I'm so sorry. If you want to get all horny, just watch a porn. That thing is like <laughs> so dumb. I saw that girl's nipples so many times that I started like not even appreciating nipples anymore. And we didn't see, you know, it's just, it's, it was just dumb. Like, I just thought it was so dumb. And it was like selling sunset dumb where it's like, I wouldn't even want like, thank God they like each other. Cause I don't know anybody else in this fucking world that would like either of them. You know, it was like the Elon Musk story. Um, and so I was like, let, and she goes, let's do coyote ugly. Now I have ne- I had never seen coyote ugly. I remember watching clips of it when I was drunk, like four or five years, four years ago, maybe. Are and you I remember- serious? 
I'm totally serious. I remember, by the way, I know of the movie. Like I know every, like I knew Jerry Bruckheimer produced it. I knew, I remember in the year 2000, I remember the imagery. I remember like, oh, it's like sexy bar girls. Like, but that's just not, that wasn't my thing. Like I was, I was seeing like Goodwill Hunting and Pulp Fiction and all that shit at the time. Ooh, I've never seen either of those. Yeah. By the way, remember Annabelle has no <laughs> actual appreciation for film and she, like, you can tell like films. That okay. Yeah. Seen. Cause She's I don't like, appreciate people who it. call them films. Like they're, I like movies. I don't like films. Yeah. Well, just to, re- just to refresh everybody, some of her favorite Big films, difference. her mom, her mom's favorite films is the the Jamie Kennedy opus. What was that horrible Malibu detective? Malibu's or? most wanted. Malibu's most wanted. Yeah. Malibu's most wanted. It has Tay Diggs in it. Anthony Anderson. It's a solid cast. We're not allowed to talk about that Jamie Kennedy text message, are we? Oh, he finally did, didn't he? Oh, I told yeah, you. Oh, like, I know he you finally showed me. Texted, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, because I dared Annabelle to, because Annabelle had like a flirtation with Jamie Kennedy, like. 15 years like a long time ago. I hooked up with him when I was okay I didn't want to say 20. that I didn't want to oh yeah, yeah I over. hooked up with him when I was like a radio intern in Seattle and which by the I way was... should we should we me too Jamie Kennedy like what did he take advantage of you or did you tell is this like a Johnny Depp Amber Heard situation you and no Jamie Kennedy? I think I took advantage of him <laughs> I think I I think I swim fandom um, oh so, yeah, you're like I've never seen a movie as good as Malibu's <laughs> Most Wanted. I, I just one night with you, Jamie, would just do just just really. So they hooked up one time, and supposedly, I had heard rumors that he had had a very large member, like a, a, a you know the true Jamie Kennedy experiment was in his pants, and uh, and I said Annabelle. Will you text him and ask? Yeah, the experiment is if you don't split in half. No, I never had like oh, actual like full. No, sex I know you didn't. Him. No, I know you didn't. No, that's what I'm saying. I no, said, that's why I, I heard... walk normally. Yes, like because I, I heard. I said, "Will you text Jamie right now?" Because they haven't talked in like a decade, or you know, even. And I said, "Will you ask him if he does have a large member?" And and, and I didn't. I thought that was an obvious oh, yeah, joke. I but Annabelle went like... ahead and texted him. I was like, "It's not his number anymore," and. And then Jamie writes back, you guys, does it shrink with age? <laughs> Classic Jamie Kennedy. That's amazing. Classic comedy. But by the way, and Annabelle never wrote back. Like Annabelle <laughs> never, Annabelle like thought she was like, she was like, oh yeah, I'll do it. And then never kept that conversation going, which is smart, really. He should be texting with you. You should do like another like Cyrano de Bergerac when you were texting with like Larry David. Larry David, yeah, now, for my friend Amy. Now you texted with Larry David. Are you ready to text with now a true comedy genius? Yeah, Jamie. Jamie, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to treat him like Larry David. I tried to be really funny, but for Jamie, I'm just going to be like, how big are your balls? <laughs> how, how much do your balls weigh? Is your toilet running? <laughs> um, okay, so those were the movies we had to choose from. I do want to say up top, though, is that so I watched the movie for the first time this morning and I really liked it. <laughs> I really, I really like, listen, this is in no sense, any sort of movie that has any, like, this is, this is no re there's no, it's like pretty woman. There's no reality here at all. It's like this lady goes from like a small town in Jersey, goes to the big city of New York and she doesn't get raped and murdered in the first weekend. You know, like she's like, nothing happens. She like, you know, she just, her biggest struggle is that she can't, you know, flip bottles and get her, get her tape played when tapes existed. 
and everything works. I'm going to spoil it for you guys. If you haven't seen it, everything works out in the end. Uh, I do want to say up top because she's, she's a struggling songwriter, you guys, but she's 21. So she hasn't struggled that much, but I got to say, I found this incredibly charming. (laughs) This shows you how much of a pussy I am. Like I will, I like a movie like this. I don't like the shit like Twilight and Fifty Shades, but this I was like, oh, like it made me kind of believe in love. Like there, it's so fun. It's so fun. It made me want to dance again. It made me want to drink more. It made me like they, they they're all drinking heavily, but nobody's ever drunk. It's that kind of film. And then it's also the film where love, you know, like this guy, Mr. O'Donnell. Uh, what's his name? Richard? Uh, Kevin? Kevin? This His guy, name's Kevin, Kevin in the movie. I was like, oh, who, Kevin. Who's played by this Australian guy, Adam Garcia. And, you know, it's like they fall in love and it's like their little love story. But it's like the love, it's the kind of love where there's no, um, you know, you're like, well, no, it's like when you get oh. old, like when you watch these kind of movies as a kid and you're like, that's how love works. They live happily ever after. And then once you're older, you watch these movies and you're like, oh, um, the reality of that situation is, yeah, they're in love at that bar and they're like happily ever after. But like 10 years later, they have two kids. They hate each other. You know, they fucking like can't stand each other. He cheats on her. She like goes online and meets a guy, you know, like you go down the rabbit hole of what getting older means. And you, you, it kind of takes away from the magic that you felt about these movies when you were younger, when you could believe in love like, that. Oh you know yeah. I like growing up, I was like, that's going to be like, that's going to be my twenties. Yes. I'm going to fall in love with this guy who looks like if you were trying to make like Peter Gallagher, aka like Sandy Cohen oh, in like Peter a 3D Gallagher, printer, yeah. and then like Jerry Seinfeld like accidentally like knocked into it. Like he looks like a love child of like what's the Peter- deal with this? <laughs> he looks like a love child between like Peter Gallagher and his eyebrows and Jerry Seinfeld in like Vince from Entourage. Like can, well, it, well, can I tell you something too? Adam Garcia, the actor. And this is so funny and it explains so much now. So, you know, I I, I worked at that acting school and I, I took classes there for a long time. And I was in the Tuesday night professional class. One year, this guy, Adam Garcia, comes to our class. He <gasps> becomes a class member. And all the girl, like this was like a 24 person class. All the girls in the class are flipping out. And I did not, I've never seen Coyote Ugly. So I was like, I don't know who the fuck this guy, he was a really nice guy. I will say this is probably what, that was like 12 years after Coyote Ugly that I worked with him. And he was really, he was really insecure about his work. He was at a place where he hadn't worked in a while. He, you know, you could tell he had struggled a little bit. And I just remember him being insanely nice, but I didn't get it. Like he was a really good looking guy still. Uh, I don't know where he is now, but he was he did really, like really... he did theater. Like he was like one of the like original. Well, that's how they like, discovered they discovered Wicked. him. They discovered him at the Saturday Night Fever musical in the West End, and that's where he was discovered to audition for this. And I just remember him being a really nice guy. But now I kind of more I get it now. Like people were making Coyote how is the jokes. chin? How is the chin in person? I don't know, man, dude. That's the class we had: Army Hammer, him, Joe Manganiello from true blood and all that. Like, I mean, it was like a class of hotties. Like I told, I've told people, I, I took a, I have a photo of me and Joe Manganiello once because my ex had a huge crush on him and, and he knew it. So he was like, let's get a picture for her. And I've like, I've never felt uglier in my, like, I mean, it felt like, it felt like <laughs> chunk and sloth from the Goonies where it was like, <laughs> baby, Ruth. 
baby. And like, I was like, I was even shocked by how when you're standing next to such a good looking person, like I'm like, I'm fine. Like people be like, oh, you're handsome. You know, like I'm fine. But it highlights how ugly you are. Like you start noticing things about yourself that you didn't even notice when you're standing by yourself. You're like, my God, everything's out of whack, you know? And I remember just like, and that's why I said this. I was at Coachella a couple of weeks ago and I was hanging out with all like Sandoval and Sheena and all those people were all taking these group pictures. And I would literally run away every time there was a group picture because I didn't want in any of them because it was like, I don't want to be next to fucking like you're just like has- I believe in like a camera will steal my soul if I'm in a picture like yeah. I'm very I was like you know I don't, I don't believe in that they're like you're always on your phone what do you mean oh no it's not your business uh you know Sandoval's trying to like show abs and I'm like I just like when is guts gonna come back in a like a big way like when is like actually having like flab gonna be that when you said like when is guts gonna come back i was thinking like show global guts on nickelodeon for some reason i don't know what the when am i never not thinking of that movie wait global guts on nickelodeon what are you watching it was called like guts on nickelodeon and it was like i hated it like i like they were always playing that show i hated it it was like it was like a physical it was like it was, it was just like a physical like game show, but like not like a fun one like Double Dare or like Legends of the Hidden Temple. Like Global Guts, like I hated it. But anyway, when hey, I hear the word when hey, I hear you, guts, that's what I associate with. Are you okay? Like, would you tell me if you're okay? Are you okay? You sound like uh, you're watching Nickelodeon all the time. Like, what's going on? No, hey, by I the wish way, these I was are the things you remember all the time. That's what I do. <laughs> like that, those are like the important things I do remember. Um, from my childhood, like nothing of like importance. Um, did you know the host, did you know the host from Double Dare, Mark Summers has a huge, like, he's like Howie Mandel. He had a huge, like phobia of germs. He has a huge phobia of germs. Are you, you know that? I feel like if you the slime and all that stuff of like germs nickelodeon's the last place you be. Exact, it has like that's what he it always has said slime. it has yeah. slime it has kids like the two germiest things in the world like i'm like i just like i cannot believe you were in that acting class and like also i wonder if like they had done like a survey then of like which of your male classmates do you think is most likely to eat another person? Which yeah, of these people do you it think is a cannibal who would try to eat a girl? It would be a hundred percent. In fact, I, we had other ugly people come to that class and they would drop out like a month later because it was just too much. It was like too much for the ego. It was like, like it was so hard. Like I remember. And then anytime we would do a kissing scene, I would skip that class. And my teacher was always like hopped up, like she was like super horned, horned up. Like she would love to watch people do kissing scenes. And I would just, I'd be like, oh, I don't feel well. You know, like <laughs> I would just call out for those. It, it, it was, I was like huge phobia of my, cause I was like, dude, I'm not going to be doing any TV or movies where I'm well, kissing people you, like- unless it's against their will. <laughs> No, it would be like, like, daddy, daddy knows you want to kiss. Come here, come here. Like, that's the part I was saying. It's like you you were going to be like, you were like practicing for like a part of like law and order where you're like kissing like corpses of like. Yes, exactly. That would be like, I'd be like, I know how to do this. I used to do kissing (laughs) scenes in class, you know, like (laughs) I'm the, yeah, I'm the guy that does weird things to corpses. Like that is totally what I would type ass as. Well, I mean, I. The most like kissing experience like I ever got was like on my JC Chazay poster <laughs> that I got from like Claire's when I was a kid. Like that's like what I like practiced like kissing on. 
Oh, and I was like, why, I thought, that's why I'm such a good kisser. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that. Our, our, our friend who bought me the U2 condoms because I reenacted. I had this, uh, my first condom I ever put on was at a, a U2 condom. Well, not her not first at, and not last at the, condom. Not at the, yeah. By the way, not for me. Uh, <laughs> no, I was at, I was a kid at the U2 Zoo TV concert and I only had like five bucks to my name. And the only souvenir you could get were these Zoo TV condoms for five bucks. And I bought them and I was, I was like, what, 14 or, you know, and I was under the impression because I'm a fucking idiot that the condom does like, like the sexual work. So I was like, I thought you put the condom on and you like experience like pleasure. So I remember like my parents all went to church and I acted like I was sick and I, went in my parents' living room on the carpet and took out one of the U2 condoms and I put it on myself and nothing happened. And I was like, I thought there was going to be like an explosion. It was going to be like sexual desire happening. And it was so embarrassing. You might as well put them on like Bono's like sunglasses. It would have done just as much like sexually. No, it was like, it was, it was a huge disappointment realizing that I had to still do the work. You know, I thought it was, and then I was like, I thought it was like, uh, like, safe sex slash like fleshlight thing at the same time like (laughs) but then i remember but then i remember thinking then i remember thinking oh of course this doesn't do anything why would they only charge five dollars for it it would be much more if this thing did stuff i I was like they wouldn't sell this thing for five dollars if it actually got you off like you know oh my god (laughs) well ryan if it makes you feel um any better uh i would only charge you ten dollars um no i'm kidding uh no that when my parents saw a picture of you for like the i don't like because like weirdly out of all the times we've like we've been together we don't have a picture or like we don't have a picture together or something like my dad like last year was saying something and i was like oh yeah this is like what ryan looks like and he's like oh he looks like the guy who's like Married to Sophia Vergara. Like, that's who he thought you looked like, which God bless is, him. which also I'm just like, oh my God, I don't know if my dad should still be driving at night. But your dad is like, your dad is like the John Goodman <laughs> character in Coyote Ugly, and you're like the girl. You're like his little girl. Like, do you guys ever reenact Coyote? When you went to LA, was he like, I don't like that you're going out there? I don't <laughs> like it. I don't like it at all. But I, you know, like, was that like how it was? Um, no, he'd be the one who was going into agencies. Like he legit told me one time, like when he was going to come out and visit me, he's like, I'm, you know, I want to do voiceover. So like, I'm just going to go to like William Morris and like, you know, just like wait in the lobby and they like, they have to see me. And I was like, oh my God, I just love his delusional confidence of like, he thought like, that's how like William Morris agencies. Well, but by the way, I mean, you know, that is how things happen in this town is that you just have to beat down doors, but why did your dad get there after you? Like, why? I mean, like, why didn't he start that earlier in his life? Um, or did you yeah, make like, him realize his entertainment dreams? I mean, thank God he never followed up on his like entertainment dreams, or like, <laughs> like we'd all be homeless. Like, has your <laughs> has your dad ever escaped the moonlight as Coyote Ugly likes to sing about? I mean, you can't. You can't, I mean, you can't, can't escape it. You can't fight it. Now. Oh. Like I have Guys, also a awesome soundtrack. This thing, this thing has a great, they overuse some of the songs no again skips. and again and again. No, no skips. But also great soundtrack. I was like bopping. I was like, yeah, I want a Coyote remember, Ugly too. 
it's a red CD. I remember going to um, Specs Music and buying it. Like this movie is like, it's so fun. Oh yeah, tell me, tell me, wait, wait, tell me your, do you remember the first time you saw it? Tell me about that. um, Yes, I rented it um, at Blockbuster. I like waited in line, so excited. No, I did not see it in the theater. I was just like so excited, like waiting with like that little like clamshell box, like so excited, like waiting by like all like the bunch of crunches, like waiting to check this thing out. Um, And I was like, I just could not wait to see this. And it like just surpassed like any expectation like I could have possibly had. And like this like defined like this is like how I feel like when we grew up, like that this was like our definition of like, oh, this is like, this is what sexy is. Like, this is like what fun, crazy, like, like wild, like bar culture. Like, this is like what you thought, like it was like this to me. It's like, I, it ushered in, I feel like a whole generation of like playboy, like cell phone cases and like choker necklaces and like chunky Steve Madden, like heels, like it just yeah. like, and like. Thongs. No, the style like, was, I mean, this. Leather tie-up, leather tie-up pants. Uh, for me, it ushered in a whole, uh, also kind of like I remember back in the day, I think this movie came out around the time that I, my my big, when I first moved to LA, like my big bar was uh, the Howl at the Moon, the Dueling Piano Bar. The Dueling Piano Bar? That's Are still there? I don't know if it's still there, but I used oh, yeah, to go there all the time. Remind, I was like, this is like Coyote Ugly, but with pianos. Because I was going to say, the, like, you're such a theater kid that you're like, yeah, this oh, big is time. What oh, big time. Oh, <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember drinking whiskey sours at, like, that was when I was like, oh, just drinking really sweet things. And I'd be like, I'm having, the, and my friend Adam, Adam Lamb, who we were in Groundlings together, he Adam got Lambert? so, no, Adam Lamb. Uh-huh. No, I, he, he, uh, he got so hammered. And I remember I, he puked all over my carpet and I didn't get the rental deposit. Cause he was drinking. We, we would drink like cherry drinks. We would drink like shots that were like cherry. Like we, you know, and we were theater kids. We were like, and the, the atmosphere in a dueling piano bar, it's electric. You guys it's electric. Like it, everybody's <laughs> screaming and yelling and they're doing funny little bits on the piano. They're dueling with the pianos. So for me, this is like the theater kid version of coyote ugly. So when I saw this, they I was are like, really it's, a, fun. it's a really, fun atmosphere coyote ugly um it just like this is like i played this soundtrack like so many times in my room and like did like i just like danced this like so many times where i'm just like oh my god i'm like i'm so hot i'm such a great dancer where like this was my version of like how you had your like teen wolf 2 like when they're when he's dancing and you're like that's oh, dude, like wait, that's the you, coolest you know like, you wait you know my the special place teen wolf 2 has in my heart you know that i've taught you um, have we talked about this before because i bring up teen wolf 2 all the time because like what's the song like um like but you didn't even want me around but now i'm back to let you know i can really I can shake really it down shake it. do you love me at it like, that he's a wolf, like you guys. Jason me. Bateman's a wolf, and everybody's just dang, he has a choreographed dance because all of a sudden, when you become a wolf, you know how to dance and you're good at sports. Like, because when you're not the wolf, you can't dance. It's a really, it's a, we should cover that movie one day, actually. That would be an amazing bad movie to cover. I would love to. I've never seen it. That's a oh. movie. That's a fun movie. I'd actually like to see. Wait, how did you just Instead of up your the bullshit scene. films? Wait, you just brought up that you just brought up the scene, so I think you had to have seen it. 
No, because you've I you've t- like oh, you've talked oh, okay. about it. It was me. It was me. Okay. Like the how that's like your fantasy where you're like that's like, what I it like. Is, so yes. I, like dancing it was like when I saw like them dancing, it was like it was like that's my dream. Like I'm gonna do that, even though like even like at like my like what should have been my most confident time of like being like 21 years old in like Vegas or whatever. And I was just like, Oh, sorry, excuse me. Ugh. Like just, I still like so uncomfortable. <laughs> like when I like can't dance at all of just like, but I really thought like, you know, I think there is nothing not listening to that soundtrack. That I think there is nothing. I, I think that's such a common youthful thing of like there is nothing more powerful than being like to be a good dancer in a club scene of some sort like that really is I, I mean I think for some reason that was like you know if you could dance you had the power that's of everything. money in the bank baby it's but like you know that. what's so funny it's like I, I never took dance lessons in fact the only time I took like kind of dance was in college for theater and I had to wear like like it was movement class and I would I would oh wear God. this like did you ever do like black box theater like interpretive dance yeah, a big time. Yeah, and I've done performance Ryan, art. How much? I'm I'm a subscriber of your Patreon. You know that. Um, yeah. What Patreon level can it be? And I I will sell I will sell a kidney if I have to. I like I mean Selena Gomez already borrowed like sure. one. I will sell my other one. I will sell my sure. other kidney to be able to afford the Patreon level of getting any footage of you doing oh interpretive God. dance. Well, that's the well. See, that's or at the amazing, any time. That's the amazing thing is that I I was in. You're college like, well, it, film wasn't invented. No, yet. I. I, I, I was, <laughs> do you know the uh, kinescope? Uh, I was I was at a time where you didn't have cell phones, so it's like kind of like I I see random pictures of me, and I'm like, oh my god, thank God there's not more of them. Like I'm the one that I I'm so thankful social media wasn't around in high school because I would have been the like, one. I see these oil up, paintings of myself, and I'm just like, I, oh, yeah, Ryan, I what was I doing? I would put up sad photos. I would put up sad photos. All the, I would, no, I said I would put up sad poems. If I had social media in high school, I. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve.
Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We'll be back to the show in just one second. Now is the part of the show that I love the most when we get to talk about our sponsors. We have a returning sponsor this week. That's right. It's our friend over at Rothy's. Now, if you remember, Rothy's sent me a killer pair of shoes and they have this huge selection of shoes now they have tons of women's shoes and they knock it out of the park according to my women friends and according to my own eyes but they also have really awesome men's shoes so i just want to get that out of the way if you're looking to get something for your husband your boyfriend your son whoever they really do have dope dope men's shoes the kind of men's shoes where i was like i want a second pair of rothy's for myself and they have like these cool computer bags and like (laughs) backpacks and stuff and i was like wow this is amazing i want more of this stuff but they're really known for uh their women's shoes and i have a primarily female audience so i want to let you guys know if you don't know about rothy's um i have gotten three compliments wearing my shoes one time one time folks i went to vegas and i got compliments on them and it was awesome do you know how cool it is to get compliments literally makes your day. In fact, there's a challenge. Give somebody you know a compliment today. In fact, give me a compliment today. How about that? But it felt great. And that's three compliments on one shoes. I kept thinking like, what if I got, what if I got three pairs of shoes? Like I would get, you know, nine compliments. Uh, Basically you could get compliments too. That's what I'm saying. Um, They say, have you seen someone wearing a colorful pair of flats and thought, dang, those are cute. I've not said that, but I have said, I think girls do look cute in flats but I have not said that to them. Um, But anyways, these people that you thought they had cute flats, they might've been Rothy's. Uh, They're the perfect shoes for commuting, traveling. Everyone notices them. They're known uh, for their chic pointed toe flats, but that's just the beginning. They have tons, and I do mean tons, of iconic head-turning designs in bright but sophisticated colors. Plus, Rothy's work great with every outfit. I can even say that for mine. Uh, I can put them with a lot of different things once I know how to dress better. Uh, You can wear them with yoga pants or dress them up for a night out, and they really are very, very comfortable. The flats feel almost like a slipper, I'm told, and as soon as you take your first step, you think, ah, okay, I get I like this. Rothy's takes sustainability to the next level. This is the thing that I really, really love, you guys. All their products, get this, are knit with thread made from plastic water bottles. Like, I'm not joking. That's actually true. They've repurposed around 125 million water bottles so far. That That's incredible. Like, I've always wanted to know where the water bottles go, and this is cool. If people are doing stuff out there with them like this, we got to support. Um... Like I said, I am over the moon about the pair of shoes that I have. Just the comfortability. uh, They've kept clean and they are washable, I know, when they get dirty, which I know on me, they definitely will. But it's just a stylish pair of shoes. And as somebody that has always struggled with style, it is nice to know this is finally something that I have that I can add to or I'm proud to say makes me have style. So... Your new favorite shows, your new favorite shoes are waiting. Your new favorite shows are waiting too, actually, on Bravo. New favorite shoes are waiting. Discover the versatile styles you can wear absolutely anywhere and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com forward slash so bad. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash so bad for $20 off your first order. Give them a try, folks. And now back to the remaining portion of our show. 
it would be because there were girls that didn't like me. And I know I would have rushed to Facebook and write it like, why doesn't my heart be accepted by the one I love? You know, like I could provide her with everything she needs. You know, like you're so cocky when you're in high school and you think nobody understands your love, you know. But then there's like football players that are like get like able to get like get finger blast whoever they want. And they're not even poetic at all, you know. I will say it's a very interesting experience to go on Facebook now, which I don't really do except for the Facebook group and see the people that you went to high school with and, you know, people age, you know, like you really see people age, uh, you know, and myself included, you know, some of us age poorly, you know, it's interesting. You're like, that's the girl that used to make fun of me or that's, you know, and you're like, oh, wow, look, it really is a weird experience. Are you all right, Emma? Sorry, I just put in my headphones back just now. I was like, oh, I was going off. Sounded, I sounded like one of like the like orphans in like Les Mis. Like I was dying of like cholera. I'm sorry. Do I'm- you hear the people sing, <laughs> singing this song for angry Annabelle? I fell asleep once at Les Mis on Broadway and I was with my mom and I, I thought it was just so weird. I was like, how am I falling asleep during this? The teenage body needs a lot of rest. I fell asleep during Lion King. Which is supposed to be like an astound. Like, I I was like, oh, that's like. Were you like, this isn't like the movie? Were you like, this isn't like the movie? I knew it was supposed to be like that they were like going to be coming like down like the aisle. And it was supposed to be like, you know, like, you know, just like treat for the eyes that was like supposed to just like blow you away. And I was like, oh puppetry and like just I like felt bad that I like I fell asleep before even like intermission like I did not even make it to intermission I was like oh fuck wait, I didn't, didn't even like wait in the you, tickets line wait, for this like I paid full price for these like you, Lion wait, King tickets you left at intermission on the Lion King no I fell asleep before intermission I should have oh just left. I thought you're like oh okay I should have gone back to like you know the Marriott Inn or wherever we were staying like it just like was not and I'm like a live theater supporter. I mean, my first like yeah, well, my sounds, second sounds like you really AOL it. screen name was Broadway Bound four one seven at AOL.com. Um, <laughs> so it's like I'm a ba- I'm yes. a patron of the arts. Yes. <laughs> but um that was like one of my that and assassins because we uh, like my theater group, like I did like a oh I, re- I remember Assassins Steven Sondheim musical, yes. Well the fact that I Okay, now I should have, um, you know, I just don't like like hidden like subtext or whatever. I don't like stuff that you have to like uncover or really like, you know, like look that deep into. So it's like my Wait, Annabelle, Annabelle, was, did you literally was just late say- for assassins and they had run out of playbills. So we didn't have playbills. So I had no idea. I was like, I don't even know what this, what this show is about. And it's like, I didn't know who any of these people were. And then it's like, we got back and I was like, Oh, yeah, because guys, it's all like these, it's all these famous like assassins and assassinated that like come together. It's like a weird, but but although also you just admitted you said I don't like things that I have to really look into or pay attention they to. They should have used like a code that. name like assassins. They should have by the way. So you must have fucking loved Coyote Ugly. This truly <laughs> must have been your best picture of the year for that year. You know, I love it so much. 
Now, I would have hated this movie, I think, if I had seen it in the theaters in the year 2000, but I love it now. And I want to give you guys a little history on Ryan, this movie. Ryan, did you ever have a goatee? Were you, like, did you ever wear like a black I have one like, right now. turtleneck you... of like, no, just like just a goatee, just a, like an art, like, like oh, a, I'm no, an but art I had... major, like film, no, like. But, no, wait, no, but I had a chin beard. I had just this. You had right chin here. pubes. Oh, I had chin, chin pubes, pubes and it was like, and I will tell you, one of the happiest years of my life. I had gotten so many compliments on the chin pubes, you guys, for the time. It was when Fred Durst was popular and things like that. And I really this rocked when, Wait, it. when, I'm sorry, Fred when Durst. Fred Durst was popular. Fred Durst. So from like with hot dog flavored water, like that Fred Durst, like. What's up, Ben Stella? It's me, Fred. By the way, Hot Dog Flavored Water has an album. There's a song dedicated to Ben Stiller on that album because Ben Stiller and Fred Durst used to be best friends. I'm shitting you not. And because my friend worked for Ben Stiller and Fred Durst was at Ben Stiller's bachelor party in Vegas. But there's a, a, a Limp Biscuit song that shouts out Ben Stiller uh, at the beginning of the song. I feel like that's a group you would have done really well with. Oh, completely. But I I was a more classy chin pube. Like I would wear it with like a suit. Like because I worked at a spa. It, so I would, it was like a face suit. No, well, kind of a half of a face suit. And it I made it look cool. I'll send you pictures. I'm telling you, I looked good with it. I'm oh no, I would are you I would love I'm pictures telling, of this. And like I made like I really did. I, I gotta tell you, I've never really liked the way I've looked. And I will tell you that year, I would love to go back that year with my confidence that I, the little confidence I've gained since then and go back to that year. That was, would, okay. Would, that was your year. Yeah. Yeah. I, in fact, get, I remember I, at this restaurant firefly over on Ventura Boulevard, which I still think is there. It was a nice restaurant. We were doing a going away party for somebody. And I remember I just came in from Arizona, had the chin pubes, had this pair of like aviators <laughs> that I loved. I was in a nice like suit, but I never wore a tie. So I looked like classy, you know? And I remember the hostess, <laughs> the hostess was like, really like kind of like really nice and all that stuff, you know? And, and I was like, I, I, I've, I've never done this. It was like yet. she was like welcoming you to the restaurant. It was almost like being really nice okay. about like, almost like hosting now, you. Now, as I say this out loud, <laughs> I'm realizing that maybe I was so, okay. Now but I was just like, wait, you know, and I was like, I've never done this before or since. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, you look great, man. Like I like thought I looked and I was like, and I went up and I was like, hey, we, I think I was like, we have a nice report. I don't know what I said, but I was like, <laughs> Hey, could I, uh, could I take you out sometime? And she was oh. like, and, and I'm about to say you the next line, which sounds like it, it's an excuse. And it, maybe it was, but I didn't think that uh, she goes, well, I'm actually moving next week. And, uh, and I, and, and I was like, Oh, okay. like, great. I'll help you move. You don't even have no. to buy me pizza. And so normal Ryan was like, normal Ryan was like, would have given up, but I was like, Hey, well, let's just have fun then. You know, and I, I said something really cool. And she goes, okay. And she gave me her number. And guess what I did? Thank you, Brian. Let yeah, get, okay. But guess what I did with it? Nothing. Never called her. <laughs> I went home and I thought about it for like days. I was like, ah, what do I do then? I'll never be as cool as I was in that moment. I'll never be as like, you know, confident as I was in that moment. And maybe just the moment of getting her number is the victory, you know? And that woman turned out to be Meryl Streep. <laughs> no, 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 I don't know. 
but like i i is that crazy like i just did nothing with the number i was like i can't deal with this i i can't no that's such like a i know like i know that like my voice makes everything sound like sarcastic no but that like that is like such a sweet story ryan like that's so cute yeah but now i'm now now that i say it out loud you're right about the hostess thing. And no, I'm, I'm she, just being, an, I wonder no, if she made up, an asshole. I no, wonder if she made up the, asshole. I'm moving next week story, but then I don't think she would have given me my, or, yeah, I don't know. But no, then it's like, it's like, like, but also I, that's like, I really do. She moved to do that to somebody while they're at work, you know? But then I think I had seen it in the no, hills or something. I don't like a little, like they're at their place of business, you know? Well then like, how, are you ever like, you're never going to ask out somebody in like, less they're like off the clock. People work like all different types of hours and no one would be going out with anyone. You know what? You know what I should do is just wait until after their shift and just pop up on them. Like I waited yeah, you until you were done. I waited, by their car. I waited until you were done. Is it, yeah. You know, I didn't want to wait outside the restaurant. I didn't want to wait outside your work. That's why I've been hiding behind your car this whole time. So I didn't want to draw attention to the other people in the like parking lot. Um, no, I'll, I think that's like, oh, I think that's so sweet. Thank you. Thank you so much. I did Hi that again. myself. Aww. So I want to tell you, I don't know how we got on this, but Coyote Ugly, I want to it's give like you a little bit of history. Waiter from the Rainforest Cafe last week like turned me down. I didn't want to be like, well, I like wasn't wait, you a, serious. You asked out, but the wait, fact you asked that out like the, the Rainforest thing. Cafe waiter turned me down and anyway, I was like, wasn't even like really being that serious, but I was still like, oh. Wait, we are establishing a pattern though. Like you fucking love Nickelodeon. You're still eating at Rainforest Cafe, which I mean, like. Yeah. I stand by that 100%. I would rather go to the Rainforest Cafe than any like Wolfgang Puck, like bullshit, like Michelin star rated. Rainforest Cafe is hands down one of the best dining experiences I have ever or will ever have in my life. It's so much fun when they have like their thunderstorm shows. Like I stand well, by it. And also I, the fo- like the food is really good. There's an argument to be made that you are potentially <laughs> living the life of a slow adult. There is a... You know, is that you're just like I don't Yay! think the, I don't think there's an argument about yeah. it. I think that's <laughs> no one's I don't arguing. Think anyone's no, arguing. No one's that. arguing. Okay, guys, I want to give you some history on uh this movie, Coyote Ugly. In nineteen ninety-seven, guess who is the inspiration for this movie? You're never gonna believe this. Did you or unless you just did your research too? Oh you know? the famed author. You're right, you guys. In nineteen ninety-seven, author Elizabeth. Gilbert, who wrote the book Eat, Pray, Love, wrote a piece for GQ magazine about working at a dive bar in New York that was owned by a woman and hired only women. The feature described it as a grungy hole full of jack swigging rednecks who tipped the hell when their favorite bartender got up to the bar to dance to the jukebox or put her hair in farm girl pigtails and milk beer out of a rubber glove. Quote, the bar was built on how you manipulate men into giving you all of their money. And it was much more Charles Bukowski short story than Disney movie. But in August 2000, that's exactly what it became. So Jerry Bruckheimer, the producer, the mega producer, Armageddon, all like Con Air. Pirates of the Caribbean. And then all of a sudden he's kind of disappeared lately, but he was the man in movies for a good 15 years. This guy could not, not succeed at the box office, any movie he produced. So he optioned this GQ story, but dude, eat, pray, love is Elizabeth. That blew me away. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, this is like way more interesting than like eat, pray, love. Like if eat, pray, love, like had been more like this, man, like, Oh yeah, I would have won. I mean, 
I basically only want to do like one of those things out of like the eat, pray, love. Like, yeah, you love um, to make love. (laughs) Um, but I was like, I was shocked. Like when I saw that, I was like, excuse me. Like I was like, I was as shocked about that as did you see, um, or no, if you have like a list of facts, I don't want to like step on your facts. Like, no, please. Hit me with no, some knowledge. No, hit me no, with no some this knowledge. is a converse. This is a conversation that goes back and forth. So what, what are you, what are you talking about? Um, I mean, this would be too long to be like a Snapple fact, like on like the cap. Um, and also yeah. this, like those normally like weren't like super depressing facts. This one is, um, which, but super depressing is very on brand for me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> the um actress like maria bello like the one who plays the boss of coyote ugly maria maria bello yeah lil yes um she said now she was 31 at this time at 31 she said she was considered quote too old to take part in the hardcore choreographed numbers which is why (laughs) lil isn't a part of any of the dance numbers at 31 years old she was considered too old like she's too old like she's not the old lady from the titanic doing fucking step up she's too old for 31 how which actually now that you i would have loved i would have loved to seen the old lady from titanic in this gloria stewart she would have been amazing as someone who's almost 31 but by the way yeah by the way i watched that today and i was like oh she's super young like i love how we view age or how we viewed age i don't know how we view age anymore but it is funny i have no concept really of age anymore and i still think of myself as a 22 year old that has bad that has has bad that has bad knees but uh (laughs) i will i will say that that's wild um so you guys they 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 produce they bought the option of this movie and they started putting it together, but she's totally right. Like the actual coyote ugly that this was based on this bar was like real seedy, dirty. They could have made a very gritty movie about this, about stealing money from men, almost like the movie hustler hustlers with Jennifer Lopez, where she played the stripper a couple of years ago and got nominated for an Oscar. You know, this was actually like a very hard hitting piece and they kind of turned it on its ear and made it a Disney movie, which by the way, this is produced by touchstone pictures. Now, if you don't remember touchstone, you are not a child of the eighties or the nineties because they were a huge production company along with Bruckheimer and produced so many Disney classics. Uh, you know, the bet, a lot of bet Midler movies, uh, outrageous fortune, all of these, all of these great movies that I remember growing up with as a kid, they no longer exist as a uh, shingle to produce movies out of. But I saw that immediately coming out and I was like, Oh, touchstone pictures. I, I remember that logo, you know? I think when I did have, when I did still have like Disney plus that, like, I was shocked that this was like up on like the Disney plus option. Like I had to like buy this on Amazon Prime to like watch it but like yeah but you know, we always pick movies where we have to fucking pay for that never stream like I don't under I'll pay you Annabelle you know I what I, I was you know what I was upset about is that I did not know that there was like an unrated version which apparently shows like full like like Piper shows like full frontal and they, they're like no bullshit and there no, is there, there is not it's eight minutes it's eight minutes longer and I wanted to buy it you show an eight minute sex scene well, I don't know if it's like all eight minutes, but she's like topless there, in it. Is there wait? Is there full bush? 
I don't know if there's full Ryan Bailey beard on it. I don't know if it's your full face on it. That would be great if the unrated is just so hardcore where you're like, holy shit, this totally would not make, like, it's like uncomfortable. Like it's even harder than Fifty Shades of Grey. On on Amazon, they taunt you because it's like Jeff Bezos. It isn't even available to buy. It's only eight minutes longer, but I'm willing to pay whatever for that eight minutes. And it's not even like available to buy. Like, this is That's like the holy fair. grail. This is the holy grail of what, like, we see Adam Garcia's erect penis in it. It's like just so. Too if much. anyone on the dark web has access to the unrated, she does um, that thing unrated. that they do in uh, that movie Eight Mile, where Britney Murphy spits on her hand. Remember that? Oh, and she like aren't is she yeah. like up against the warehouse? And yeah, she, like, yeah. Spit, and it's like giving yeah. him like a yeah dry or like spit that's well they got they got that from the unrated coyote ugly i heard um so anyways the other interesting fact this movie came out made 113 million dollars which is really good actually um so the other thing that i found really crazy about this was that guess who did an uncredited rewrite on this movie you probably already read this article you already know it's like i already know but like i but I, you guys, I, I was shocked like when I saw it. Like, you guys, Kevin Smith from Clerks did an uncredited rewrite where he got paid a hundred grand for this movie, and he says only one <laughs> line of his actually made it into the movie, and the line was, uh, "Well, they actually they hired him because." Oh, I didn't uh, know this part. I like yeah, I only Jerry, knew it was like saw Kevin Smith, but what? Jerry Bruckheimer hired him because of his movie Chasing Amy, which is about Ben Affleck trying to turn a lesbian into a straight girl. Um, which is, I remember seeing that in the theaters back in the day. But uh, his line in the script, I'm trying to find it. He only got one line in there. He said he was the one that created some of the character names, like you know, like Hey Texas, you know, like those kind of. He created those. <laughs> He also said that Jerry Bruckheimer told him that Carrie Fisher all uh, did a draft as well. Rest in peace, Carrie Fisher. I don't know if that is true, but that's what Kevin Smith uh, says in this article. And the only the only line that he remembers writing that made it in the movie was it's when Isabella's character, who's the Russian girl, the blonde Russian goes. She's talking about being bisexual and says, I played in the minors, but never went pro. (laughs) <laughs> about being a bisexual because <laughs> because uh Piper Paraboo's character Violet says I love you in a joking way and she doesn't know that that is a joke and she goes I'm not a lesbian I've played in the mothers <laughs> but never with pro and that's the what he, he got paid a hundred he goes I got paid a hundred grand for that movie he goes being a script doctor is crazy money I thought that was just so crazy to oh me. my god I never knew I, I never knew that I only like knew like the Kevin Smith part but I didn't know like any of the details Oh my god! I love that being like a like script doctor pays better than like being an actual doctor. The chore- the choreographer was the choreographer from In Vogue that uh that music group from the uh the nineties. Like the ones like, with like the Blazers who like got in trouble. Never for- gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Yeah. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Oh 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 oh. Um, and also then the costumer was Madonna's costumer. That's who put together all the fashions that Annabelle loves so much in this. But I didn't take- know that. Ryan, you're your yeah. own little Snapple factory. We're really, we're going pro with this one. This, uh, okay, so I'm going to turn, put on my glasses here so I can read these notes. Uh, my first note is, oh, another one I have to pay for because I was pissed about the Amazon <laughs> thing. Um, 
So we, the, we, there's like kind of like special music playing over the beginning. It's like kind of inspirational. It's like, it's like, it's almost, it's like synth music. It's like, dun, dun. and then we see Coyote Ugly, the title pop up and we start yeah, off. It's and like Gary, on a black screen, like with like white yeah. writing. It's like, not like fun, like bubble letters. Or no, like, it's not like a it's fun like, what the, font what or am, anything. What am I it's, about to see here? You know? At and, first, like when I played it, I was like, oh my God, this does look like a, the F word I don't like film that yeah. like Ryan would watch. Well, like Jerry Bruckheimer produces opening? Jerry Bruckheimer's movie and he's only the producer. He never, but they all look the same in the sense that they're really well lit. They're, they're very filmic. Like he has a style that he has all his directors shoot in the most famous Jerry Bruckheimer director that he brought up was Michael Bay, who actually has a small cameo in Coyote Ugly, which we'll get to what? Michael Bay, of course. Yeah. Michael Bay, of course. Uh, who did all the Transformers movies, like just a bunch of, but he knows how to film a movie. I just My don't favorite like cinematographer. He, yeah, you probably love fucking Michael Bay. He, he loves, did. like, I just like love anyone who can make everyone like look like wet and baby. Yes, he like, did and- Arm- Armageddon, Pearl Harbor, you know, and he everything looks like a music video, which is very Jerry Bruckheimer. So we open up at a, uh, a seaside pizza and there's a train rattling by and we're like, <laughs> where are we? And we're like, we're in Jersey. And we open up <laughs> on these two Jersey guys talking at this, this pizza pizzeria. And he's like, Hey, I ate, I ate, uh, I ate nine pies once in here. Huh? It's like two schlubby guys. This is the part I would play in the movie. It's like, Hey, I'll be pies. You eat buddy. <laughs> yeah. The guys um, who are, fi- who are, yeah, they're arguing over who ate like the most pizzas and they look like, yeah, like, extras in like the sopranos like hey yeah, yo yeah, yeah, yeah. i had we're from jersey <laughs> hey i'm from jersey what are you talking about i'm from jersey and these are guys are probably like shakespearean actors playing jersey guys <laughs> but like you're like hey how many dead corpses did you kiss i kissed too. <laughs> uh and violet who is piper Parabu, she is uh the 21 year old working at the it's the classic story folks of a young ingenue working at a pizzeria and uh violet's like <laughs> Violet's like, what are you guys? And by the way, Violet Piper Parabu's her accent goes in and out this whole film. Um, like, so it's really funny. She's like, when are you guys going to talk about something else? And the guy's like, when someone else comes through and breaks that record and eats 10 pies. <laughs> and then her boss is like, Violet, sign the card. It's tradition. And it's her time card. And he's like, I get the first autograph. He goes, you see that wall? That's where all the girls that worked here—they all left, you know. You know, they all left before they were went to big, the big city to dance on bars. They didn't—he didn't say that, but he was like, "It's like a yeah, it's like a wall of like it's like twenty-five different yeah, like proceeds. It's almost like these are all the dead girls who yeah. went by." He's like, <laughs> "I killed all of these women, and I'm gonna kill you next." He goes, "He goes, that's he goes, Violet. That's twenty years of girls leaving town." And uh, he's like, that wall is jinxed. And he's like, Violet, I hope you have better luck than they did. <laughs> and then we cut to like this going And the away guys are party. like, oh, yeah, that wall's cursed. I won't even sit by it. Ooh, yeah. Good luck, though. Uh-huh. All those girls are just dead now. They're dead. They're horrible. They're all sluts now. They all, they all turn to prostitution and drug addicts. <laughs> Uh, we cut to the going away party for Violet, or I assume that is. And you guys, I almost shit myself because my diet is so weird. No, I almost shit myself because <laughs> Melanie, you're, my, because you're of, taking too much of like that, uh, that yogurt <laughs> probiotic. You guys, are you guys into probiotics? 
hear it so bad it's good. What if I what if I had a sly way of getting a commercial in like that? Um, Melanie Linsky, guys, one of my favorite actors, is in this movie. She plays Violet's best friend. She's from New Zealand, I believe. She was the lead in Yellow Jackets, that show I loved on Showtime. She's been in everything. She's Violet's best friend, and she does a better Jersey accent than Piper Parabu. She does like a real Jersey accent. You can tell she's this Melanie Linsky is a real amazing actor. I also I had just like I had no idea that she was like um, from New Zealand. And also, yeah, she, she, you are like, right. She's the only person who is really attempting to do an accent. Yeah. And she has an accent throughout, like throughout this entire film. John Goodman still sounds like John Goodman throughout. But the he's entire, John he Goodman, even, so that's fine. Like, I don't care about that. He's John Goodman. I feel like ugly fat actors, like ugly fat male actors get such a, like, I know. Wait, I are you like, about to say that fat actors get a pass? Are you, are I don't you think that, out of your I mind? I think that, I think that. I think that ugly male actors are considered are respected more because people are like, oh, they're ugly and they're doing so well. They must be like really good. Like, I don't know, is Paul Giamatti that good or is he just unattractive? And we're like, oh, he's like, we really respect. It's like when like when actresses like are in like medieval movies and we're like, oh, they're brave enough to go without makeup. Like that movie must be really good. Like they must be, you know, I just, I don't know. I feel like if John, like, I don't know. I feel like if John Goodman had the same like acting talents, but but looked like you know Adam Garcia or looks like Brian Bailey, would he be getting <laughs> as many parts? I don't know. So anyway, dude, just John sorry, Goodman I, also dude, doesn't do we, an accent. We, we completely disagree on this point. I think John Goodman is a national treasure, and I feel comfortable and happy every time I see him pop up in something. And he has lost so much weight. He looks like a completely different. In fact, he looks wish, better fat. Like he looks better. Yeah. Fat. yeah he, like, I he's will like, say he's that. He's like, like an Al Roker. I, like, I will say that. I, I mean, I will say that I really do like old John Goodman, but I just love John Goodman. Like big Lebowski, John Goodman, Roseanne, John I've Goodman. I've never seen it. I've Clover, never seen it. Uh, you never, God, what is, you've never seen big Lebowski. <laughs> No. Like what is wrong? I know like, there's you, like I know a guy's in a robe. I know there's like a oh bathrobe. My. Yeah, you love bathrobes. You'd love it. Like um, I do. I am a bathrobe enthusiast. So, uh, so, so there's they're at sorry. this party. <laughs> yeah, you know, and every I'm like and Melanie Lissy is like our girls leaving tomorrow for the big city, and the girls are pushing like come on up here. And the girls are all pushing Violet to get up on stage. And I was like, oh, my God, Melanie's doing a great accent. And Melanie's like, she needs to grace us with a little tune. And then, of course, we hear, at first I was afraid, I was petrified. And this is, of course, Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive, the song that I think we all know. And if you don't, what the fuck is wrong with you? But it is a funny song to choose. I will say it's really funny, and it kind of <laughs> foreshadowing for the bar scenes. Violet gets up to sing, and she has the mic and there's guys in the audience going, yeah, like guys are like, are, like she takes the mic and she's just magic, this girl, but Violet's all embarrassed. And then she finally starts getting into it. I mean, this I is when like, I yeah, realized. She can't even like sing like with like eight other, like eight of like her other best friends, like right next to her where she's like, oh, oh yeah. Like, oh, well, no. but, but see, it gives us some place to go in the film, Annabelle. You realize like she's scared now. But she'll eventually <laughs> conquer that because that's when I realized it's like I will survive by Gloria Gaynor. I was like, oh my god, is Coyote ugly about female empowerment? And I was like, it is. It completely is. It says that women can do anything that they dance their minds to. You know, 
You're like, it's not about just like canine, like, you know, beauty, like beauty standards. It's like no. also about like feline, like it's also about female empowerment. Um, it's about feline empowerment. We cut to John Goodman back at the house after that scene. And he's like reading the paper. He goes, four people died last night in New York. No leads. And he goes, I guess four out of seven million survive. He goes, I guess seven, he goes, only seven million minus four survived. That ain't bad. And she's cooking him breakfast. And we all of a sudden already realize, oh, this is the doting daughter of her dad that takes care of her dad. And she's like, you're staying on this diet, dad. You, I bought you a bunch of lean cuisines and I put them in the freezer. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I get it. This girl takes care of everyone. Everyone loves her. She's the special person in the little town. You know, like I love these tropes that we've grown up with. So already this movie doesn't make you do a lot of heavy lifting. You've seen a lot of this kind of these little characterizations before. So it feels very easy and comfortable. Oh, it hits some of my favorite. Like I like have like I took notes of like some of my favorite stereotype, like storylines, like like stories that we hit. And I'm like, yes, like check, check, check. Like it just makes me feel at home. And also yeah. I do love, it's like, you are, this is how, you know, this is how you know that like Ryan was like in how not he was, how he is an actor and acting teacher is because Ryan's doing 150% more of an accent than John Goodman even attempted to God, do. God, you are really so it. hung up on this accent. I bet John Goodman could do I'm the accent. I'm jealous of anyone who's like celebrative of being fat and then like chooses to lose weight. Like it's not fair. Like I know. Just enjoy. Like, dude, just I, enjoy getting is, to be fat. I, I, I'm at a point right now where I'm like, it, I'm at like it so sucks. Like I feel like I'm so out of shape right now that like I'm literally looking up to John Goodman and Jonah Hill, and I'm like, Jonah looks like a Jonah looks awesome, man. Like I literally am like, I gotta figure out what Jonah's doing. Do I gotta take up surfing? Jonah's you know? like a lava lamp. Like he goes up, he goes down. Like dude, he, he is, like, I mean, but, like, it, but it's not even it's not even a little. Like he goes up big and then he goes down big and like you know I, I just that's I how really like Janet admire. Jackson used to be do you remember yeah. when like that like oh, picture, like her totally. like running on the beach and like like black like sweat, like she was in like a Rob Kardashian outfit and like a black yeah. bucket hat and then oh. like three months later she had like that Us Weekly cover and she had like the like Channing Tatum six-pack Ryan I, I watched the Janet like, Jackson documentary on Lifetime where she talks about how much she loves to eat Taco Bell and stuff and I was like that's why she is my pop star like I love her I told you, I'm like, no girls, like, I've never heard one of my girlfriends, like, like ever, any girl been like, God, I wish, like, I wish the guy was dating, like, yeah, he asked me out and he's super nice and super funny and like really driven all the stuff. And, you know, even though he asked me out at work and I was a hostess and at first I lied about saying I was moving next week, but like, then he had like really <laughs> great chin pubes, but it's like, <laughs> no girls ever like, God, I wish he had a, like a better body. Like that doesn't matter to any girl. Like what that does matter to is guys. Guys are never like, oh, I met this girl who's like super funny and smart and blah, blah, blah. You know, but sure, like, I mean, sure. her body's horrible. Like, so sure. you are so lucky. So just like embrace it. Cause that's not slowing you down at all. Just like in your mind, it is like, you're so lucky. Thank you. I feel lucky. Um, so we're back at the parents goes, uh, John Goodman's like, Hey, I'm the parent and your child is running. My child's running away to live by herself. I should be telling you how to live. And then he goes, don't go, don't go. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, I'll do the laundry dad. When I come home every Sunday. 
And then he's like, oh, there's going to be a plague in New York. He goes, oh, there's going to be a plague in New York, I hear. Which then I thought it was like funny. I was like, what if he started actually correctly predicting like Nostradamus? He's like, oh, there's going to be a COVID, <laughs> uh, COVID thing in 2022. Uh, the Twin said, yeah. Towers, <laughs> 9-11, that's going to be a bad day in New York. Like he starts correctly predicting New York tragedies. He's like, son of Sam, son of Sam is going to be there. <laughs> you can't wear a ponytail. Promise yeah. me you'll never wear your hair in a ponytail. <laughs> yeah. Also, never use your plethora of leather jackets. This girl has more fucking leather jackets than Fonzie. Like I'm using a topical reference of a time that Ryan oh, I, I, I talked I talked about um, yesterday on the Patreon because when I was a baby, I met Henry Winkler, my mom says, and Henry Winkler held me. And he imprinted on you. He imprinted on me. <laughs> what if I do actually bump into Henry Winkler <laughs> he one day? And he, goes, t- he goes, he goes, <laughs> Ryan, what are you doing? Here, Ryan? <laughs> he, was, he was your Jacob. Oh, my God. Hey. What if you're what if you're like your Winkler is like Renesmee? Like he saw I will, you I will, instantly. Like I will say, like I, I'm not like. Well, about- he has taken a little bit longer to age than I than <laughs> I originally predicted, but. Listen, you feel you filled out well. Hey, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm and I'm not saying I'm I'm not about woke culture, guys. But I will go back to really quickly say that Renesmee Jacob imprinting on a little girl is fucking disgusting. And they, I mean, it's like the more you think about it, the more it doesn't sit right. And the, it's like one of those things that we are all blinded to like Britney Spears conservatorship where we were like, well, guess she needs help. I'm onto my life. And <laughs> you know, it's the same thing where we all just accepted that like, well, wolves do that. So it's, that's how it is. And it's like, no sicko. She made that up. You guys wolves are like that. Stephanie Meyer needs to be like taken down. Like that's disgusting. Like you shouldn't imprint on babies at all. Like that should be a rule like where wolves have of like, yo, the wolf, the wolves have like a bond where we don't imprint on young people, you know, like it just, it's so wrong in so many ways. Yeah, you guys. Wolves should be at like the dueling piano bar, howl at the moon and be like hidden on, you know, theater dorks who are with budding, you know, budding facial hair aspirations. Dude, you know, there's people that fucking still play twilight dress up that are all like, they'll be like having erotic nights where they'll be like, I'm imprinting on you, you know? <laughs> like that's like, you know, I bet people have lost their virginity saying I'm going to imprint on you and take your virginity, that's, you know? I, honestly, if somebody said that, that'd be, that'd be, it would be a step up or at least a lateral move to what like the person said, to, like what my boyfriend said to me when I, we were losing our virginity to each other. He lied to me and said, he's like, oh, I had slept with, that he had slept with like, two other people before me. And I'm like, I had never had sex with anybody. And as soon as I started, even I knew I was like, Oh, I've never even done this. And I still, and I still know that you have never done this before. And you said, turn the channel Greeks over, put it to Nickelodeon. So if he said, I'm imprinting on you. That would have been better than like, babe, we're fucking like in like a <laughs> surprise, like such like excited way of just like, I was just like, babe, we're seeing an eclipse. Like, it was just like a weird surprise. Just like, oh no. And I just being like, oh God. Wearing it, like, I just like lost my virginity to like a guy who's wearing like, and it was like a stick figure t-shirt, stick figure graphic tee. I know we're like literally not even five minutes into this movie. Oh and no, this is, this, this is free really, therapy. this is, this comes back up because there is a stick figure in this movie. This is good. <laughs> wearing it like a graphic t-shirt of like a stick figure 
like a stick figure that had like a round head and like had like a sideways cap and like had his tongue out like eh, and saying it's all good. Well, no, dude, <laughs> I will say I will. I always think about this with my ex and she made a good point. But I, you know, like I wasn't realizing at the time because I always wear ironic T-shirts. In fact, right now I'm wearing a Matthew Perry shirt. It says Matthew and it has pictures of him as Chandler. And it's like, it's like in oh, hip hop writing. This whole, oh, I thought this said like, man, I honestly, I thought it, it said says, Manhattan. No, it says Matthew. And then it has Matthew oh. Perry figures. And so I have all of these kind of quote unquote, ironic, funny shirts that I find hysterical, like Justin Bieber's mugshot. And my ex said to me one time, she's like, it's hard to fucking like, do like it's hard to like get sexy no well probably well no no it's it's, it's hard hard to have sex with you because you'll look down and you're wearing like an ironic t-shirt with justin bieber's mugshot or like Lindsay lohan's mugshot and you're like it's hard to and i and you know i'm like yeah i didn't ever think about that because i'm like well I think it's hysterical, you know? And she's like, yeah, but you're I think not that's so much hotter than you're not trying to be hysterical when you're boning, you know. It would be, I think that's way Unless hotter and like up. way fun. Um, I mean, granted, it's like, I mean, I would love it if I would love it if any guy I'd slept with out of the three could have even afforded props to begin with. Um, but like <laughs> I think that's so much better. Like, I think that's so funny. And also, like. I would so much rather see that than like if I looked down and like or looked up because like I was like oh no I'm like not he I was like, tall. <laughs> no, it's like even on my face I was like you know like the horrifying sight like when you like open up your like your FaceTime or whatever and it's like you're looking down at your phone so you see like the upshot from your camera. It's yeah. like oh no I'm like never being on top of like that's the like that's the like picture you're like going to have of me. No. Um, I was talking about that a lot this week about Luke on summer house. He was like FaceTiming this girl up from it. Oh, he was like, Oh, this is such an ugly angle. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you have one ugly angle and you had to try for that on FaceTime and you can actually joke about it. Cause you know, you're hot, you know, like other people, like I'll never fucking use FaceTime. Like if you FaceTime me, I'm not going to answer even if you call me regularly, but I'm definitely not going to answer if you call me FaceTime. Yeah. I did try to what? FaceTime Ryan once and it's like, oh, I fuck actively that. One of the, knew he had oh, his phone and he the, denied it right away. Oh. One of the scariest sounds ever will be that FaceTime. I'm like, oh no, like I throw my phone because I I don't I don't want people to see me regardless, you know. Uh, no, I just but I will say with the FaceTime, why don't they have FaceTime voicemail where you record a video message? It doesn't make sense to me. Well, probably because you could just record a video of you taught like a video. It's not video no, because you need it, it and texting it. There's got to be a reason. I mean, you know what? Maybe that interferes with the phone company too much, you know, because people will be like, well, that's what we do. We leave. Maybe it interferes with like the 5G and like the implant that like Bill Gates put in us. Shout out to Aaron Pfeiffer's from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, Um, Sorry. No, but I'm sorry. I I think that's way. I think the shirts you wear, like you wear are like way hotter than it's like if. And like if a girl's having sex with like some guy and it's like he's wearing like a V-neck with like. A, like with a necklace, like with an accessory, like I know, then like choke me out with that accessory. Like, let me be like a victim of like SBU that like Ryan, like the only way Ryan would like kiss me would be if I was a dead corpse, like playing on like a show. Cause that's like his dream yeah. way of kissing anyone. Yeah. Yep. Um, but just like, oh no, if I was like where like guys like who like wore like a beat, like any outfit, like Tom Sandoval would wear that like, wasn't a costume. Like, no. 
How dare you? I'd How rather, dare I'd you speak ill of Tom Sandoval? I'd rather and it's all good, like, blah, like crazy tongue out. Than, <laughs> well, like listen. You, are, you are fine. Okay, I guess stick figures are like a cool shirt. Um, okay, so it's back to good. the... It's all good in the it's hood. Good. It's all it's all good if I put my pee-pee in your VG. Yeah. Um, so he... Uh, She's like, Dad, I'm not going to leave this house without your support. What's it going to be? And he goes, Violet, I saw how hard it was for your mother when she, you know, when she was trying to do what you did, trying to make it. But if she was here, she would say, give her a hug and wish her luck. And I'm not going to do that. But I am going to sit with my coffee and pretend to be mad. And then Melanie Litsky, <laughs> her best friend, comes to pick her up. And by the way, I love that we're like, it's just Jersey, you guys. He's not moving that far, you know? Like, Melanie Litsky is there to pick her it's, up and drive her to the big city. It's 42 miles. Like, they're acting like she's going to Africa with, like, Doctors Without Borders. Like, we're never going to see He's like, He's again. like, did you she's get your leaving. shots? The big city has malaria. <laughs> did you get, you got, you, you, you vaccinated? <laughs> she told him she's coming home every weekend to do his laundry. Like, John Goodman, like, a big part of his character, because, you know, it's not the accent. A big oh part God. of his character line, like his character storyline, is that he doesn't know how to do laundry. Like, that's a yeah. big part of the storyline. Why can't you let, like, I like that. I like that he doesn't know how to do laundry. Which, by, by the way, though, it is like a time where, like, maybe learn. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's, I'm not, I'm not, like, shaming the not knowing how to do laundry. For the first year away at, like, college, I, I thought fabric, I only used fabric softener as, like, the main thing because it came in the jugs that, like. Yeah. I never like read it. I know that sounds so dumb, but it's like, it came in like the handle jugs or whatever. So like, I didn't know, I was only using fabric softener. Like I'm Annabelle. not using detergent. Wait, Annabelle, wait, real, so sorry. You said I never read it. Dude, and if everybody knows this except me, I'm so sorry. But is that why they call it Reddit, the thread? Like read it, R-E-A-D it, but they call it R-E-D-D-I-T. Is that why? Read oh, it? Oh, I don't. Oh, I oh I like don't know. I read I read it somewhere. Is that why they call that blo- like that that read? I don't know. I just assumed it like meant read because it's like Satan's channel. Oh my god! I bet um, that's what it is. Wow, wow. Uh, so I'm not, so I'm not judging anyone on like not knowing how to do laundry. I'm just saying like I so much of this movie like watching back, you're like there were so many parts like Jerry should have like stepped in and been like, hey, time out, like June, cut, cut, pulled like a Valerie chairs and then the like, cut. We need to have more scenes in the bar. Yeah, and less scenes of like John Goodman like sitting in a chair like talking about like what John Goodman's like eating. I realize I sound like a, I have like a real hatred. For Dude, John you I like? I mean, it, don't. It, it, it I is honestly, I don't. Is. Like, we're at the beginning of the movie. He's not like my Rinna, like how you have Rinna. It's not like I have like, and I have John Goodman. It's not like that. It's just saying like we should have spent way more time at the bar. You lost a lot of fans today. I can already tell. I can already oh, no. tell. That I only is. had like a handful to begin with. Now I'm literally on OnlyFans. I only have one fan. <laughs> Guys, John Goodman comes out before she leaves. And he goes, good luck. There, I said it. And she runs in for a hug. They say, love you. And he goes, put some pepper spray. You know, just spray. Even if you're, you know, not sure, just spray. And, uh... <laughs> And uh, so then a rock version of the song I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor comes like, I will survive! Because she's moving <laughs> to the bits and all guitars. And John looks at the car moving away begrudgingly. And we cut to the big city. They're already there. We're looking up at buildings. We see dead fish being thrown on a city street. This yeah, like isn't... It's like, the, it's like 
a medieval, like it's like medieval times. Yeah. Like there's just a guy throwing out like fish heads. Like, yeah. This is, yeah, this isn't Jersey, you guys. We have fish heads getting thrown on a street. <laughs> this is not, this is not Jersey. And, uh, and I go, wouldn't you guys know that this is a shithole, her place? Like, of course, like I knew they were going to get one to a place, which by the way, seems like a, like even like they're trying to make this like a shithole, but for what I like, it doesn't seem like I could fix that place up. Like I would live there in a heartbeat, you know? I mean, I think, you know, was it your girl, like Caroline Calloway's apartment yeah. is in like way shape. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm saying you, it's a, it's a fixer upper. Like that's, I'm saying I mean, like, it you, is like rusty. It did look like there was like blood splatter in like the tub. Um, but it's like, it's like hitting all like the tropes already of like, a, like my like dream type of movie. Number one, bam, most important, dead parent. You have to have one parent that's dead, preferably the mom, mostly the mom. Uh, yep. uh, dead mom, and then the yep. other parent, if it is surviving, you know, if you are lucky enough to have, like, both parents survive, uh, the other parent does not support whatever, like, the offspring is doing. Like, does not support it whatsoever. And then stereotype, like, number two, like, that we're hitting is shitty apartment because, like, they have to have an apartment that is like a like fucking like shithole like hostel that like will eventually be broken into like so it's like already from like first time it's like it's like hitting like you know you're in for a good movie dead parent like crap hole place yeah boom yeah. boom I I well do you remember a movie with Michael J Fox from the eighties called Secret of My Success no. Well, it's the same thing. He he moves to uh, the big city, New York, and I just remember his crappy apartment. But it's like that's a, just like a big trope is these crappy apartments. Anyways, Melanie Linsky, her best friend, goes, "Here's some emergency emergency cash," you know, <laughs> and, and she goes, "By the looks of this place, this is an emergency." And Piper Perry was like, "I'm not taking it." And then Melanie puts it in the freezer, this wadded up money, and she goes, "She gives um, her like it's a roll of cash. It's, it's a like roll she's of cash. in the mafia. Like, yeah, she's like." And she goes, I'm freezing your assets. <laughs> and uh, Piper's crying. Uh, where Melanie's crying. They're outside saying goodbye. And, and Melanie's like, we said we would lose our virginity together. You know, we said we would go to school together. We never followed through on a single thing. And that what's that's what makes us so special. And, uh, you know, and she's like, and that's why you're crying. And she goes, yeah, a long time ago, you said you were going to move to New York. And you actually did it. This is like the female Goodwill hunting where Ben Affleck's like every day I wake up when I come to pick you up and I pray that you're not here. You got such a big brain, Matt, you know, like <laughs> this is exactly the female Goodwill hunting. Um, and they hug in the middle of this dirty city street and upstairs, she goes upstairs and she takes out her big Casio keyboard and she starts <laughs> playing a soft ballad. And immediately the neighbors are like, be quiet, be quiet. <laughs> uh, and so then she, um, she guys, she goes up on the roof of her, her new building. And that's where she plays you guys. That's where she's going to make her music. And the first, <laughs> and I, I've got a theory, I've got a theory. I'm going to blow your mind with here in a second. So the, the lyrics are, I don't like to be alone in the night. And I don't like, when I'm wrong or when I'm, uh, I don't like when I'm wrong, when I'm right. And I don't like to have to, I don't like to have rain on my shoe. It's like, I don't know. It's nonsense. It's lyrics. like a horrible jewel. It's like, it's like yeah. a very, very 
horrible like knockoff like, jewel like songs like is that like she's hands they are my like, <laughs> i don't like rain on my shoes it's like okay well, well i got michelle michelle branch and vanessa carlton wishes that they could write like this on a a roof um we, uh, <laughs> i do want to make this i have a theory that i'm so proud of and if any of you motherfuckers steal it i'm gonna because i'm gonna make a post Hit me about with this. this big bang theory guess guess who this character violet uh turned out to be who she is the music supervisor on selling sunset and writes all the songs for selling sunset that are so horrible this is the girl from coyote ugly that writes all the songs on selling sunset they're so bad and she's like in 22 years i'm going to write all of the songs for a horrible reality show on netflix called selling sunset it totally fits it Violet totally Sanford. Fits. Yes, Violet Sanford is the music supervisor on Selling Sunset. Violet um, Sanford O'Donnell. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> we cut to the next we cut to the next morning and you guys she's hoofing it in the big city. She is knocking on doors. She's like, "Hi, I'm Violet Sanford. I want to give my tape uh, to be one of your music artists." She's like walking in like Annabelle's dad did to agencies. <laughs> and there's like a little scene with like this African-American lady that used to be on Saturday Night Live. Remember her? This was that lady. Oh, um, uh, Clay, Clayhorn? Clay, no. Ellen Clayhorn. I think this is Ellen Clayhorn. And she's like, yeah, that's she, so yeah. Yeah. She's like, that's so cute. I'm Wendy. I moved to New York when I was 21, broke my toe, got knocked up two weeks later. Uh, my daughter, no, two, uh, she goes and had my daughter. Now, two weeks ago, she told me she's a bisexual and she hates me more than anyone on the planet. <laughs> And, uh, and, and so tell me how I can tell me how I can help you Violet. Cause I'm dying to make your dreams come true, which by the way, this was such a weird out of place monologue that I was like, Oh, is she one of the main, I was like, Oh, is she one of the main characters? Cause I was like, Oh, she must dance at the coyote ugly bar too. Like I was like, I thought it was such a monologue that I was like, oh, she must pop back in the movie later because it was because so they weird. gave her. Yeah, because they gave her more time because it's like at first it's like we have our first classic, like another like third stereotype that we hit is like the montage of like rude desk people like going around. Yeah, like, the rude like whatever. And it's like I will say, all right. <laughs> I know that we're like an hour for this podcast, but I did write in our notes. OK, this is the first time we were playing EMFs. You're unbelievable. unbelievable. Oh, and we are 10 minutes and 30 seconds into this movie. So it's such a great 10 minutes, 30 seconds in our first time. All right, you guys, we're, we're making good time. We're making good we're, headway. We're trying to laugh. Um, it's oh we're so, slower than my adult. Oh, yeah, so we're, hey, we're having fun. We're, we're having fun. <laughs> Um, oh my okay. God, you're like, are we having fun yet? You're doing Debbie party <laughs> down. <laughs> so uh, she's now knocking door to door and and the other like the other uh, receptionist is like, we can't listen to your tape because of copyright. And she's like, welcome to the music business. And then all of a sudden she just goes, <laughs> she goes into a club because she's parched, which is just like weird. Like I, I just, you walk into a bar, like you're like, okay. She just walks into a bar and she's talking to this bartender, this guy, and she's like, uh, you know, let me ask you something. How do I get to play at this club? And he's like, she's like, I'm a struggling, you know, musician. And he's like, I'm a struggling sax player for 12 years. What can I get you? Which, by the way, it's like <laughs> a, a fucking idiot. Like, why are you a sax player? Like, maybe don't move to New York. Like, what are you, an idiot? Like, also, like, what other songs? Like, sax came back up, uh, back out in, like, alternative music in 2010. This guy is 2000. Like, what? 
who's playing sax besides Kenny G? You moved to New York to play sax? <laughs> like, you sound like a fucking idiot, you know? And she spots this good-looking guy who's Adam Garcia who's talking to some people in the crowd. And, uh, you know, the uh, that I wrote, the soundtrack's amazing. Um, oh, because they're playing the, like, they're oh, playing um, the song could. from The Calling, yeah. like, Wherever You Will Go, which is one yeah. of my favorite wherever songs Wherever you will go, if I could, <laughs> then I would. It's like One Tree Hill soundtrack from your life. <laughs> And uh, he, she's like, who's that guy? And the bartender's like, that's Mr. O'Donnell. He's the music manager in charge of booking bands and booking new talent. And this, uh, this bartender is like a fucking bigger dick than Jax Taylor. Yeah. Like also he's like the Gunther, like the like jaded Gunther's like, like, uh, like this place. And he looks like Gunther and like, but he's the, like, like, he's like, the bartender that you're like, I hear there's a weird bartender at the bar. Make sure you cover your drinks when he gives you like, make sure you don't <laughs> let that. If you're a woman, make sure you don't order from him. He's like, like I'll, I'll show you sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I traded sex with sex. Um, <laughs> and uh, so we think this, you know, the audience were like, Oh, that's the manager. And I was like, how convenient. And then, but then Adam Garcia goes back into the kitchen and he takes off his leather jacket and they're like, put your, put your kitchen crap on. He's a cook, you guys. He's a short order cook at this place. Oh yeah, we have the stereotype, fat, like the stereotypical, like number, like fat, like kitchen manager. So it's like, hey, yo, where you been? You're late, O'Donnell. He's like, and then he goes, Australia. He, yeah, he goes, like, you Australia think this is, person? you think this is Australia? <laughs> <laughs> Australian known for a bunch of lazy people, which, by the way, I have a very actually large Australian audience. Hello. Hello, you guys. And I know they're not lazy because they listen to a lot of these shows and I have a lot of they're content. not anyone who can get through more than <laughs> one bite of Vegemite is not lazy. They're determined. Oh, I will say it is disgusting. A listener sent me Vegemite uh, like a year and a half ago. And I was so excited because it looked like chocolate and it is so disgusting, you guys. And I told my dad, he's like, I like Vegemite. I had it when I went to Australia. And I was like, he was trying to be worldly. And I was like, well, it's disgusting. He's like, no, you put on some toast. I just ate it straight. Oh, no, like, from the it. land down under, like that song, like, like was it Men at Work? I come like, from the, a, yeah, I come from a land down under. And like Vegemite. And men blunder. I had, a, I had a kitten like named Troy who like sent it to me and I decided to do like when would I like ever learn that like Facebook lives like would destroy my life? Um, but I was like, Ooh, Vegemite. So I took like a giant scoop. Cause I was like, I thought it was like chocolate frosting. Yeah. And yeah, I took it exactly. and it's like spicy dirt. It's like, it's, Oh, yeah, but it's yeah, that's horrible. You're, you're actually complimenting it with, with, by calling it. It's much sicker than that. It is. It's, it's something it's just like on a DNA level, you know, it's not right. And it's it like looks like I was trying to do like that. What was it? Like the cinnamon challenge, like all the, all the youths were doing on YouTube when that was a site. I feel like it's in the movie. It's like the, the thing that you eat in the future because food no longer exists, but this gives you enough, pro <laughs> it gives you enough protein and nutrients. So you just suck it down. You know, it's like, like prison food almost like we're just like, <laughs> I guess this is all like, and the, the, the fucking thing that really confused me though, is that don't they have the other thing that actually is chocolate and it comes in a similar, like what, what is that? The, the shit, the, the chocolate stuff. That's a weird name. That's like in the, it's like a finding Nemo. No actual Nutella? chocolate that you Nutella. That's it. Nutella. Is it Nutella so I, Australian? 
I, in my head it was, so I scoop into this Vegemite like it's Nutella and I just, I mean, it was so, I mean, just, I, I would just freak and I was so sad because I was like so happy to get a package from somebody. I was like, yeah. And she also sent all these cookies and all this stuff. And then I was just like force feeding cookies down my throat to take away. Cause then once that taste is there in your mind, you know, that taste exists. And you're like, I'll never be the same. It's like what I imagine heroin's like. People are like, once you try it, you can, you know, like you'll never be the same. And that's how I felt like that Vegemite is. You know, it's like, I'll never not know that it exists. To say, trust me, it's like your female and male audience, like try having like someone's DNA in your mouth. You're like, oh, Vegemite isn't that bad. <laughs> like, Well, okay, I'm not going to try it. And if a listener ever- You're like, I'm not, I, you're if, like, if, I- I'm not kidding. It's like I've already had somebody seen. You'd think I haven't had uh, blood in someone's my in someone's. If, if a listener animal. even tries to send me a jar of bull semen, I will send that shit back faster. You won't do a money. you won't do a fear factor at the time when no, Joe Rogan I'll, hosted I'll, and I didn't I'll, despise them. I'll only do that with BLK water. Um, okay, so anyways, <laughs> you guys, she thinks she's the music manager. He gets off work after we find out he's a chef. The bartender's there. They're all going out, and she's like, "Mr. Mr. O'Donnell, hi." Uh, I'm a songwriter and I wanted to give this to you. And I just figure since you're the manager of the club here and, you know, you know, uh, Mr. O'Donnell so looks like, back at the bartender and as the manager of the bar, <laughs> I was as the manager of a bar like this, you probably know every band on the East coast. It's like, <laughs> it's not the bar famously owned by like Clive Davis. It's like not like Jim. This Bob. is the bar <laughs> where Prince was discovered. This is the bar <laughs> Where uh, where Nickelback like this Viper. is the bar where Nickelback was discovered. It's not like not the Viper Room. It's like not where like Joaquin Phoenix's like brother died. Like they served chicken How fingers in fucking plastic baskets. Like was you know like or it's like so, that. What's like what it was like that OF. It's not like OMG. But what was that New York bar that had like a bunch of initials that were like C- that was like C- C- wait wait it was CBGBs. Okay. Yes. I was yeah. right. I said like a bunch of letters. Bunch of initials. <laughs> a um, bunch of initials. And he's it. like, he's like, you guys go. He goes, you guys go. I'll catch up with you. And uh, <laughs> and he's like, Mr. O'Donnell. He's like, so I'm gonna take your tape and see what I can do. I don't usually do this. And uh, she goes, I don't believe how easy this was. And then the guy, <laughs> the chef, the the kitchen manager comes out. He goes, Hey, O'Donnell, you filthy Australian. <laughs> and uh he's like you forgot you did yet and mr o'donnell like kevin's like hey don't speak that way to me i'm your boss he goes i'm fine yeah that's a bad attitude and he goes you're fired and the guy's like i'll find punks that can cook that can put a turkey burger anywhere and uh and then he goes, then he turns around and she knows that he's lied to her now. And he's like, maybe we should start over. I'm Kevin O'Donnell and I work here. I'm <laughs> and she goes, I just made a complete fool of myself. And he was like, I was going to tell you after, I swear. You know, and he goes after, I bet he was going to tell her after he had sex with her. And he follows her then. <laughs> I mean, the only love child of a, like a leprechaun and a kangaroo. What are wow. you doing? I'm doing an Australian accent. What are you talking about? That's, I mean, that's I 100%. Known. I honestly, that's 2000% better than me or John Goodman's Australian accent could even. Yes, it's be, great. So it's amazing. It's it. exactly, it's exactly how he sounds like. This is my Australian accent, Bloomin' Onion. That's, do I sound Australian? No, because you say, you, no, accent. no, you, you say it, Bloomin' Onion. 
I goes, Fosters, it's Australia. I left, was it, I left my kids and I left, left my ex-wife and kids to come to meet a girl who would also dance on a bar and sing good as gold. I also liked that this dirty fucking hole in the wall music place like cooks turkey burgers. He's like, I'll find another, <laughs> I'll find another person to burn turkey burgers. Um, <laughs> by the way, my friend Susanna also sent me an Australian. She's from Australia. She sent me an Australian like uh, phrase book to learn. And I've not learned it, obviously, because I was still horrible. But I wanted to give her a shout out as well. Sorry that I'm mangling your accent. Australian um, people are so cool. Like, I feel like yeah. Australian people are like, the sexiest like they're like so crazy <laughs> but like sexy and we're like I know I feel like that they're such like their own breed and I don't mean that in like I don't wait she might be like, actually, in a racist way she might like, be that from New Zealand. Sound, like, maybe she's from New Zealand but you know what, like any place is better than America like no, any accent Australian. that I can't do is like I've well yeah, and they're basically I, the same I never knew how good I was at accents until I did this podcast. And it's been such a joy for me to share my accent work with, and I'm more confident in it than ever before. Um, I remember when, dude, I remember when I first started doing the uh, Beverly Hills recaps, like a year, like I used to get hate mail, not hate mail, but I would be like, don't try to be watch what crappens. You're not them. And I'm like, no shit. I'm not them. Like, Duh, like I don't want to like don't try to be Looney Tunes, the original Warner Brothers. Hey, don't try you to be do what you, Sam. you do what you do, you loser. I'm gonna pigeonhole Listen, you. Other podcasts, everyone knows other podcasts invented accents. Okay, well, don't try I to will, do no, accents. No, no in, other no in, other country. In that lady's defense, I will say watch what crappens does it the best, and that is why I do not listen to them at all. But the, it just, it's just That's too why good. You purpose, I mean, you labeled it like how Ryan Murphy labels American Horror Story MA for mature audiences only. Like you labeled your podcast so bad it's good. Like you told yeah. us at the beginning, your content is going to be so bad it's enjoyable to watch. It's like showgirls. Uh, uh, Anna, like, actually, it's like that's so uh, bad. It's so funny when you have to tell Anna. Like, than- I was like, that's actually not what I meant. I meant that <laughs> the show's good. And the, you know, are you you told us that your show was pure <laughs> shit from the jump. You said you said my this is so <laughs> shitty. This is a so <laughs> shitty, so sh- horrible podcast with Ryan Bailey. <laughs> Um, oh, I mean, like you're like showgirls where it's like, it's so bad. It's good. It's like, like everyone, like me included. That's why I subscribe to the Patreon. Like all of us want to see you like your tits and like, have you talk about like eating like puppy chow. You yeah. are the showgirls of podcasts. Like that's why you, you are such thank a cult yes. hit. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Do I um, want to see you get like, you know, unfortunately. Whoa, whoa, like, whoa, whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Annabelle, 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 breaking news, breaking news. Andy Cohen has a daughter. Here's Lucy. What? He has done it. Oh. Oh, my God. What? Oh, my God. Why didn't my reverse Amber Alert go off? Because, like, I have a, I turned my Amber Instagram Alert off for, like, Here's here's Lucy. Meet my daughter, Lucy Eve Cohen. She's eight pounds, 13 ounces and was born at 513 p.m. in New York City. Her big brother can't wait to meet her. Oh, my God. Thank you to my rock star surrogate. All surrogates are rock stars, by the way. And everyone who helped make this miracle happen. I'm so happy. Oh, my God. Another baby for Lisa Renna to kiss up to. Oh, my God. Um, Oh, my God. I'm so happy for him. 
I I truly feel don't, true happiness. I don't love the name Lucy. But, well, um, thank God you don't have to have this baby. Well, I won't give her five. I, I won't give her five cents for psychiatric advice. Um, I know that this is a very important like moment in um, somebody who's like on the pulse of pop culture. Yeah, I will let you do a post about it while I go pee and make a drink. Okay, okay, go yeah, go for it. And folks, that is part one of, of our retelling of Coyote Ugly. A phenomenal film so far, but how does it end? Who will ever know? Tune back in tomorrow. We'll be, um, so we still have a, a good long way to go in the movie, if you're familiar with it. And we have recorded all of this. You'll be hearing it all this week on So Bad It's Good. Of course, we will be mixing uh, it up with other things. I will be talking about Summer House as well. And then we'll do be, be doing part two of Coyote Ugly because it just gets crazier, folks. It really is one of the funner movies, I think, that we've talked about. And yeah, it's not as bad as Twilight or Fifty Shades of Grey, but I think it's still... It still fits. You know what I'm saying? I'm curious to hear what you guys will think. Hopefully, uh, it'll have reignited the passion for singing in tight things on top of bars for everybody out there. Until then, no, um, it's Monday night when I'm finishing this up. It has been a long-ass day. I released two Patreon episodes over on Patreon. (laughs) I can't imagine you needed more, but if you wanted, it's over there. Reminder to go to the YouTube page, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Hit that subscribe button. And, oh God, I, I'm asking you guys to do too much, but five-star reviews, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. Go uh, subscribe to Annabelle's podcast called Adderall and Compliments. Uh, go follow her on Instagram and all the socials and all that jazz. Go leave a, a nice positive review on hers as well. And I think that's it. I mean, that Summer House reunion, that, I gotta, we'll talk about it, but that Amanda moment backstage with Paige and Sierra, oh, you guys, I don't like it. It makes me feel iggy. Also, that all that unseen footage. Give me the unseen footage, Summer House. God. Okay, anyways, Coyote Ugly, I bet you guys are like on the edge of your seats. How does it end? Find out tomorrow on So Bad It's Good. Betches.